The following is one of the Classic Hits Power 99 Sports presentation. Power 99 Sports presents High School Football. Richter and Southwell to the left, Stroh to the right. Murray throws the pop pass over the middle. It's complete to the tight end at the 49-yard line. Peter Glant hauls it in for a first down after a gain of 14. Tonight, the 2019 Class A playoffs kick off at Foster Field as the Carney Bearcats welcome in the Elkhorn South Storm. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. Out of the pistol, Colin Murray with Maisner on his right hip. He'll give it to Miko straight up the middle. Has a hole. 40, 45, cuts outside. Look up out. the seam, 50. If he's the fastest kid in the state, he'll score. Angle coming at the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Miko Maisner. 64 yards. Now in their second trip in Class A, they make their first trip to Kearney, who is looking to advance to the quarterfinals for the third time in the past four seasons. It's the Storm of the Bearcats coming up next, but first it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll take you live to Foster Field in Kearney with Power 99 Sports Director Doug Duda right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. And good evening, everyone, from beautiful Foster Field at Ron and Carroll Cope Stadium on the campus of the University of Nebraska at Kearney, the Class A 2019 state football playoffs getting underway here in 30 minutes for the Kearney High Bearcats as they welcome in the storm of Elkhorn South. With our producer engineer, Nick Grimes, I'm Doug Duda. Glad to have you along with us on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. This is an 8-9 matchup, and usually you don't have to say that that's going to be interesting. Definitely will be here today, though. You take a look at a football team in the Kearney Bearcats that dropped the opening game in heartbreaking fashion to Grand Island, letting a two-score lead evaporate in the fourth quarter, falling 32-31, to and Grand Island and Kearney then lost to Millard West. The Islanders only lost. Kearney was ahead of Millard West right until halftime. Ended up losing that football game by a score of 23-13 to as West scored the final 23 points. And most likely, the winner of this game will have to go to Omaha to play Millard West. Uh, of course, Elkhorn will be right there, and they would get to host that game if they win tonight. Millard West taking on Lincoln Pius X. For this Elkhorn South team, they have been good for a long time, but just bumped up to Class A last year. Won a game over Lincoln High in the playoffs and then took Bellevue to the wire. 38-31 falling in the quarterfinals, uh, who also, of course, beat Carney High in that epic game one year ago down there in conditions that were probably uh, about like this, maybe even a little worse because there was some mist and, and some precipitation in the air. It's a cool one, but not the coolest night of the entire week. It will make the fans bundle up, though, as they're bringing in the blankets and heavy coats, and there's no doubt about what the, that will mean here this evening. You get on top, you're going to be in a lot better shape, but this should be a close game throughout Elkhorn South. There are three losses this year. After a 3-0 and start, they went 1-3 and in their next four games. But that was to undefeated Bellevue West, one loss, Millard South by five, and then Omaha West Side kind of beat them up. That was their worst loss of the year, 38-7, West Side 7-2. But they had a huge win over Creighton Prep last week. Both teams went into that game uh, with good records, and uh, Creighton Prep, they beat them by a score of 42-14. to 
to get their sixth win of the season. So losses to Bellevue West, Millard South, and Omaha Westside. This is a very dangerous football team uh, here in Elkhorn South. They have not played Millard West, so that would be somebody new if they were able to get out of Kearney with the victory. Of course, the Bearcats uh, last year, as we said, dropped the game the year before. They made it all the way to the state championship when they were the top seed and rolled right through here at Foster Field. You watch this big, big Elkhorn South team. They've got Teddy Prohaska, who is committed to the University of Nebraska, of course, uh, on their football team, and he is a monster when he walked out of that locker room. 6'4", 285 pounds. You've got Rob Zadiska's son, Isaac Zadiska, is on this team. You've got an outstanding dual-threat quarterback in Elliott Brown. And then their eyeback, Elliott Husted, not only will he probably go over 1,000 yards tonight, he just needs 20. He's also their top uh, receiver, and they throw to him a lot. They're going to try and physical Carney here today, and that's how Carney has made their living throughout the years. So who's going to have gas in the tank if this is a close game going into the fourth quarter? You can also hear our games online at PlatteRiverPreps.com, PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Let's go ahead and take a look at the scoreboard before we hear from the head coaches in tonight's football game. Guy Rosenberg of Elkhorn South and, of course, Brandon Cool for the Bearcats. In Class A, we do have one final because they have a doubleheader down there at Buell. Millard South, the three seed, beats Papillion La Vista South 42-21. to Millard West and Pius will not kick off until 8 o'clock. All the rest of the A games are at 7, including Grand Island hosting Lincoln Southwest. In Class B, everything kicks off at 7 o'clock local time which means out in the mountain time zone it's at 8 o'clock for us. Scott's Bluff taking on Alliance. We have the Hastings McCook game on 1230 a.m. KHAS. Lexington is at Northwest. In C1 Kearney Catholic was shut out in the first half but they have got on the board here in the third quarter. It is Wayne 14, Kearney Catholic 7 that is currently airing on ESPN 1460. Adam Central has jumped out to a 17 to nothing lead over Valentine on ESPN 1550. That's in the second quarter. And Pierce defeated Chase County. Those teams have met so many times in the playoffs. It's been a while, but there was so much controversy when Pierce and Norfolk Catholic were on that east-west line and would end up in the western bracket. And Chase County played them a number of times, but Pierce remains undefeated 55 to 21 over Chase County. And in C2, one game is underway. BRLD, Bancroft Rosalie Lions Decatur, has a 13-0 lead over Wilbur Claytonia still in the first quarter. The rest of the games kick off at 7, including Donovan Trouble taking on the defending C2 champion Centennial in Donovan tonight on the breeze. 94.5. Sutton is hosting U10. St. Paul is taking on Centura. A lot of six-man games because of the travel already finished up today. And the number one seed... Ladies and gentlemen, put up 100 points today. Cody Kilgore, 100. SEM, 0, the final score. Arthur County beat Hartland Lutheran, 59-38. to McCool Junction over Crawford, 55-40. to Sioux County beat Sterling, 48-8. to And at halftime, Red Cloud leads Eustace Farnham, 20-14. to Coming up at 6.30, just kicking off, the defending champion Wilcox Hildreth is in chapel to play undefeated Creek Valley and Harvard hosting Spalding Academy tonight at 7.00. We'll take a break and be back and hear from the coaches on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show as Carney and Elkhorn South are coming up here on Power 99. My son Ben was very healthy when he was born, and then when he was 15 months old, I realized he had autism. I think all my encounters that I had before I met Ben were meant to be so I could be a better parent to Ben. 
It's definitely made me a better caregiver and a better advocate for all of my patients because I have a better understanding of the whole life and not just the little glimpse you get when they're in the doctor's office. I chose Mary Lanning because it had a great reputation and that's very much like a family when you work here. What I love most about my job is getting to know the different individuals and families and being able to see that I make a positive impact in their lives. I'm Susie Gregg, Psychiatric Nurse Practitioner at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. It's Friday Night Football from Foster Field as Elkhorn South, who has had a heck of a run here over the last handful of years, takes on the Carney Bearcats. And we are pleased to welcome in the head coach, Guy Rosenberg, here to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. I mean, this is a football team, as we chatted about earlier in the pregame, that was back-to-back state champions in 15 and 16. And really, Coach, you haven't done anything wrong in the playoffs here the last few years. Uh, the, the teams that you've played have went on and, and done some pretty good things that actually have beat you the last couple of years. Right. Well, we've, we've got a real hard-working, invested group of players and just feel that at the end of the year that we're going to be playing our best football and that, that we're going to keep playing or if somebody takes us out that they're going to be an excellent team. And, and that's been the case these last couple of years that uh, our, our players have definitely max, maximized their opportunities. And it's just uh, with playoff football that you want to be the last guy standing at the end. But if you're not, you tip your hat to the guy that, that knocked you out uh, and get ready to roll for the next season. Now, the state championships came in B. You moved into Class A. We know about all the schools and bouncing back and forth there in Elkhorn from, from B to A. Talk about the adjustment you had to make last year, and, and you've done very well with it, obviously. Well, it was, it was exciting for us to get a chance to play some new opponents. And in some ways, it's been nice this year, too, having played most teams uh, before. that we, you know, you have a jacket on the team that you've played and have a – uh, record of their tendencies and how they like to attack and defend. And so that makes uh, for makes life a little bit easier. But on the other hand, the competition's a moving target, and so they do a good job of adjusting from year to year too. So uh, it's it's been fun to play some of the traditionally strong programs in the state. You know, Creighton Prep, Millard North, and then a lot of the outstanding teams that are in our district as well. And I'd say that the, the biggest thing we we really felt that. We were building a football program that, from a culture standpoint and X's and O's standpoint, we're building a good football program, not a Class B football program. So there wasn't a huge adjustment coming to Class A because I feel like that we've been doing things the right way. But on the other hand, I would say at the Class A level that um, it's a little bit tougher to maybe get some big plays on offense just because that there's more team speed on the opposing team. And also notice that teams do a better job overall of, of throwing the ball and, and defending the pass. So to me, that those have been the biggest differences between B and A. But, hey, football is still football, and, and our kids have really embraced it. Talking to Guy Rosenberg, he's the head football coach of the Elkhorn South Storm. In the beginning of the year, a lot was looking at it, how young. You'd graduated quite a few players that were going to be in this starting lineup, and it was going to be a building process. And it looks like the team has done exactly what you want. Have you seen the progression that you had hoped for? Yeah, I think that one of one of the things I'm most proud of our team um, is just their willingness to invest in practice. They understand the value of practice and how it transfers over to the game on Friday nights. So we've had consistent practices throughout the season, and I think that that's why that we're usually playing our best football at the end of the year. And we also 
try to systematically rotate players in, you know, two, three players at each position throughout the season in both the first and second half. And so I think that that helps to build depth, helps to build competition. You know, kids are more invested when they know they're going to get a chance to be out there on Friday night. It helps us at the end of close games from a conditioning standpoint. It also protects us, too, in terms of injury, that if a kid goes down, that there's another player that's had a chance to get reps in practice and get reps in the game and can go out there and, and play with confidence. So that's been a big piece of the puzzle for us. And I think two just positive leadership from our seniors, our captains, Jack Parity, Elliot Brown, Sue Wright, and Blaze Doxon are our captains. And they're all very, very unselfish players that when we are working team defense, that Elliot's playing scout team quarterback for the, for the scout offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're running team offense, Jack Parity is out there playing linebacker. So, but particularly when you got a kid that's an all-state linebacker like Jack Parody that's uh, playing on the scout defense, that you know that you're going to get a great look and that your players are going to be prepared to compete on Friday night. So I think it's really a, a testament to those captains and the other seniors and the other player leaders within the, the team. Um, I think that's the biggest source of the, of the progress that we have throughout the year. Elkhorn South football coach Kat Rosenberg with us here on the Hogan Meyer Hybrids pregame show. All those great seniors, but I suppose a lot of people like us in the media want to talk about the juniors. You've got Teddy Prohaska, who's going to Nebraska. You've got Isaac Zadiska. Everybody knows that name. Uh, what about coaching kids like that? It's not like they're the only kids that have gone on and done some really great things at the next level, but uh, those are a couple of really key guys to build around on the line. Well, they're both real humble, hardworking guys that, that Teddy – just did an amazing job of handling the recruiting process, getting so much attention at, at such a young age. He's a guy just loves the game of football. I mean, he's just a big athletic kid, but he enjoys being out there at practice every day. And I think that that makes a huge difference because sometimes you might have a kid who's a great athlete, but he's really not a football player. you got a kid that's a great athlete and an excellent football player, but, you know, they're not really – they don't love the game. I think with Teddy, you got a guy – that has all three of those pieces in place. And it's the same thing with Isaac, too, that really enjoys perfecting his craft, um, extremely unselfish and hardworking during the in-season and the off-season. He's a guy that's been in a little bit in Teddy's shadow uh, from uh, a media attention standpoint, but he's an outstanding player and leader in his own right, and he's really continued to advance. And, and he's probably 25, 30 pounds heavier than he was last year at this time, and it's all quality weight where he, he can move and, um, has great footwork and plays well with his hands. and So, again, they're just two really uh, excellent cornerstones that are there on the offensive line. And then have another kid, Cooper Taylor, that started every game for us last year at right tackle as a sophomore. So they've been some good building blocks that have fit in well with other uh, veteran senior kids that we have, too, like Kieran Thompson and uh, Colin McDonald and other players like that that are in the mix on the offensive line. Well, Coach, uh, you get your first crack here at Kearney High. You're on the road. Uh, we can talk all day about Metro teams uh, that have to actually get on a bus and leave town, but uh, what do you see from this Bearcat football team? Well, I've got a tremendous amount of respect for, for Coach Cool and his coaching staff. I mean, I think from a preparation and fundamental standpoint, I don't think you're going to find a, a better staff in the state of Nebraska than Coach Cool and his staff. Uh, outstanding players in terms of uh, just extremely impressed with uh, Mazner, the running back, and uh, Alex Kemp, that hybrid defensive end outside linebacker, really stands out on film, as well as Murray, the, the quarterback. So just a, uh, a very difficult prep on both sides of the ball. And uh, you know we're, we're excited to get on the bus and 
head out to Kearney. That's a, a true road trip. As you mentioned, don't get a chance to make that many of those anymore. So we're excited to, to be there. Uh, we've gone out to team padded camp at University of Nebraska Kearney for several years. Um, we didn't go last year, but we have for, for multiple years in the past. And, and so we're familiar with that field, and it, it's a great great facility. You know, the Shrine Bowl, UNK playing there. So I think it's just going to be an amazing atmosphere for football against one of the traditionally great uh, football programs in the state in, in Kearney. So we're really excited for the challenge, and, and it's going to be definitely uh, old-school football out there, cold weather, um, Friday night lights. So it doesn't get any better than that. And to wrap it up, Coach, uh, let's just give the fans that haven't seen you that are listening a little taste of what you guys like to do offensively. Pretty balanced. Uh, Elliott can throw the ball around. Eli Hustad, a 1,000-yard rusher, and he's not the only guy that can tote the rock. What will fans see tonight? Well, we're in the the shotgun the whole time, and a lot of spread formations, a lot of jet motion, fake jet jet motion, where we like uh, misdirection, deception there. Uh, try to have a balance of capability in terms of being able to both run and throw the ball, even though that we definitely run it a lot more than we throw it, but we like to believe that if there's a there's a overcompensation on the defense's part that we have uh, the ability to, to throw the ball off a of play action, and also if it's two-minute offense or it's a situation where we need to drop back and throw the ball that we feel we can do that, but try to get a lot of guys' touches. We have a, a quarterback, as you mentioned, Elliot Brown, who's a dual threat that can run and throw. Uh, Eli Husted, very elusive in the in the open field as a running back, and also an excellent running back out of the the backfield. And a couple other guys too, Blaze Doxson and Ben Warren, are also guys that are very elusive in the open field. So we're all about trying to put speed in space. But uh, when it comes down to it, particularly on a on a cold Friday night, that really believe that we have to be able to to run the ball to be successful, even when everybody in the stadium knows that we're going to need to run the ball in that down and distance. So to us that, that that's what it all comes down to is being able to run the football well coach we appreciate the insight here on the hogemeyer hybrids pregame show and uh, best of luck to you in the storm all right well thank you very much for having me on that's guy rosenberg joining us here we'll hear from brandon cool the head coach of the carney bearcats as we get ready for this opening round game in the class a state playoffs on power 99 whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Look Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Johnson, and Dr. Blake at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they are where you are. With six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, they provide the highest quality care to everyone. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center, specializing in you. Back on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on Power 99 as the Class A state football playoffs open up in Kearney as the Bearcats take on Elkhorn South. And we're talking with head coach Brandon Cool And, Coach, a fine season so far uh, for your boys. And uh, getting to the playoffs is one goal. And getting a home playoff game 
is another goal. Uh, put the season into perspective. Uh, I mean, we can go all the way back to how it hurt to lose the way you did in game one. Yep. But, boy, these guys have been there the next eight weeks, too. I just call them all steady eddies here. They've been pretty consistent all year long, and we just find a way to improve from week one to clear to week nine. You set high goals and high expectations. Uh, you wanted to come in and be very competitive throughout the non-district schedule. You wanted to be district champions, which we accomplished. And you wanted to host uh, a first-round playoff game. And so all those have aligned uh, for us almost perfectly here, and uh, we're excited about uh, playing Elkhorn South here tonight. Talk about the last uh, couple of games here against opponents that uh, you were favored on. The weather actually kind of shortened one of the games for you. But what do you think uh, about the way your team played since the Southwest game? Well, I think there's two things that you look at. Uh, you, we had to improve a little bit from a special team uh, perspective, and we're still a little bit inconsistent at certain aspects of it. But uh, for the most part, uh, we're kind of right where we're at uh, on those special teams. Uh, defensively continues to play outstanding. It was good for us to go against North Platte. Uh, their physical offense that allows us to get into the physical mindset as you get into the football playoffs. And then offensively, we're just kind of trying to take advantage of what the teams and opponents uh, want to attack us with. And, and uh, so far, so good. We've been able to run the ball here on a consistent basis. we still got to do a little bit better job of uh, attacking a few guys here in the passing game. But uh, uh, from here on out, everybody's going to be good in the Class A football playoff. Everybody brings up Miko Maisner. Is it just being healthy this year that has got him back to where he was as a sophomore, or are there some other things that have contributed to that? Well, there's a lot of factors when you talk about uh, Miko, and especially any type of running back in any, anybody's offense. Uh, you better be able to take care of business up front. You know, offensively, I think our guys do a good job of running. I mean, we're not going to outpower anybody, but our guys do a good job of getting in the right position and getting in the way of those defensive linemen and sometimes those inside linebackers. I think on the perimeter, I think we do a great job of blocking the perimeter. We have some receivers that are pretty physical. And uh, you get one-on-one with Miko on the outside with some corners or some safeties, and uh, he's athletic enough and fast enough to get it to the end zone. Let's talk about you always, Coach, always say sometimes we got to take what the other team gives us. What is that against Elkhorn South? Well, there's two things. Uh, they're probably going to switch up their defense a little bit more than what we've seen all year long. They're going to play a base 3-4 defense. Uh, they're pretty big up front. they got a couple guys that are getting some uh, interest at the Division One level from an offensive-defensive line perspective. Um, their linebackers are very aggressive, especially versus the run but I really like how their outside linebackers and their secondary run. They're going to try to play a little bit of some cover four stuff, bring some heat on the outside or on the perimeter, and then obviously do a little man-to-man coverage. And so uh, we got to figure out how they want to attack us versus all of our different formations and then uh, uh, try to attack them the way that we want to. Talking here with the head football coach at uh, Kearney High, and that is, uh, of course, uh, Brandon Cool, as they are looking to get into the second round uh, against a, a Metro team in Elkhorn South. That it appears they can throw the ball, but they love to run the ball, and they will uh, move their linemen, they'll pull guys, they'll do a whole bunch of things. Yeah, you're exactly right. They're going to give us a lot of different looks. Not a ton of different formations, but they're not afraid to take those receivers and work the entire football field. They'll split those guys out almost two or three yards from the sideline and uh, get their big guys working downhill 
with their quarterback and running back doing a little bit of some read stuff up inside. So uh, you're going to have to stop the run. If you're talking high school football, if you're talking November football, you're going to have to stop the run. And Elkhorn South has a tremendous package on. they uh, got a great running back. they got a quarterback that does a good job of pulling it and running his own quarterback counter or, or quarterback keep stuff. And uh, so we're going to have to rely on controlling the line of scrimmage and uh, making open field tackles as, as much as they spread it out. In talking uh, with uh, Coach Rosenberg, everybody that's a Husker fan knows about Teddy Prohaska. You're right. Isaac Zadiska out there, they know that name. And, and then the guy that is leading them in tackles, and I assume one of the guys that you've already kind of touched on, but we'll say it by name, is their linebacker, Jack Parody. What is it that he does that makes him tougher than most you've faced? He is aggressive. He is a downhill runner. He did a great job of keying his Sometimes the back, sometimes the guard when they pull or they move. Uh, but when he makes a decision, he is downhill right away. So uh, we got to kind of organize some things on getting him on one side of the field and see if we can attack it to the other side of the field. And uh, so we're just going to put a little pressure on our offensive line. But sometimes we've got to put a little receiver down on him uh, uh, as we walk down to the tad bit. But uh, he's a good, good football player, especially with the, with the big guys they have up front. Coach Brandon Cool, last minute here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We talked at the start here about what you've been working on the last couple of weeks, where you saw improvement. You brought up special teams. What needed to be cleaned up, and what did you think was addressed? Well, we got to be able to do a better job of uh, getting some return yards. I know we've been able to get to the end zone a couple times this year, but uh, the opponents that we have scored on uh, kicked a line drive to uh, to Miko, and if he catches on the run and gets out in that open field, that's uh, he's going to get that to the end zone in a hurry. So it's more importantly about being more physical, like on our kickoff return, getting a little bit more pressure on our punt return to make that punter punt it a little bit earlier or see so we can't get a blocked punt. Uh, we're trying to get Will Ricks in the ball back there. We've got to do a great job of holding guys up, blocking downfield, and letting Will Richter get out of that open field on some punt return because those are yards that helps us out offensively or those are yards that helps us out from a field position standpoint that make a big difference. Coverage-wise, we had a blocked punt clear back against Miller and West. Uh, unacceptable. That's uh, we're not going to we're, we're never going to accept that aspect of it. So we could probably spend more time on our punt, punt protection, punt coverage than, than any other special team. We want to get James Bacon an opportunity to uh, kick field goals at extra points. And uh, as long as that young kid, he keeps getting better and better as the uh, as the season goes on. And being a sophomore, we're at a position where we're not afraid to use him here in the state football playoffs. And I know it's one game at a time, but uh, humor us a little bit here, Coach. Uh, you definitely have a def- tough road each and every week uh, of these playoffs, and maybe a team, if you can get by today, that uh, that you saw in Millard West. Uh, just your thoughts of how Class A looks. You know, as you look at that bracket, uh, there's no doubt about it. We feel like on our side, we got we got the difficult draw. Uh, you have uh, the top three or four teams in the state. Uh, you got Burke, uh, state champion last year, and you got Bellevue, uh, Bellevue West, and you got Millard West all on your side. And holy cow! And there's some other guys that are going to go compete with those that group too. Um, you have some uh, teams on the other side of the bracket that uh, have played well all season long. Uh, there's some close games. The Millard South of the world, the West side of the world. Uh, you know, I've not hardly seen Lincoln Southeast at all this season. And I'm just talking about the ranked guys, but as you know just as well as I do, there's going to be something that goes on in the state football playoffs where there's going to be an upset here, an upset there. And so it's going to be well-balanced, the team that's healthy. Cause I know there's a couple teams that are banged up. The teams that can take care of the field position and take care of the football, 
dominate on special teams, control the line of scrimmage, uh, might have an opportunity to get hot here in the playoffs and make their way to Memorial Stadium here at the, in the, at the end of November. All right, Coach, uh, best of luck here at Foster Field tonight. Uh, always a pleasure covering the Bearcats, and uh, hopefully we can chat again next week. That sounds good. Thanks for your coverage. That's the head football coach of your Carney Bearcats, Brandon Cool, here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, and we'll be back to Foster Field to give you the starting lineup for this Class A state football playoff opener right after this on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Now the starting lineups here on Power 99. First off for the Elkhorn South Storm, the center is number 63, 6'4", 260-pound junior Isaac Zadiska. The guards are number 56, 6'1", 270-pound senior Syrian Thompson. And number 76, 6'2", 285-pound senior Colin McDonald. The tackles, number 52, 6'2", 265-pound junior Cooper Taylor. And the Nebraska commit, number 64, 6'9", 285-pound junior Teddy Prohaska. They like to go with a four-wide-out set. That includes number 38, 5'8", junior, 160 pounds, Guy Hunt. Number 5, 6, 175-pound, senior, Caden Ballard. Number 8, 5'10", 175-pound, senior, Blaze Doxon. And number 12, 6, 375-pound, senior, Nate Allen. The outstanding running back is number 4, 5'10", 175-pound, senior, Eli Hustad. And the quarterback, number 14, 6, 185-pound, senior, Elliot Brown. 6-3, ranked ninth in Class A, coached by Guy Rosenberg. For the Carney Bearcats, it's center number 59, 6'1", 272-pound senior Josh Warner. That left guard, number 53, 5'11", 262-pound junior Carter Krause. The right guard, number 66, 6'1", 184-pound senior Tanner Ostermeyer. That right tackle, number 55, 6'2", 227-pound junior Gabe Van Winkle. The left tackle is number 62, 6'3", 210-pound senior Kevin Osmanski. At the X is number 90, 6'3", 204-pound senior Seth Stroh. The Y end is number 44, 6'3", 201-pound junior Peter Glant. At the Z is going to be number 15, 165-pound senior Will Richter. The halfback is number 9, 6'2", 182-pound senior Jackson Miller. The I-back, number 3, 6'1", 190-pound senior Miko Maisner, who's won over 1,200 yards. And the quarterback, number 16, 6'171-pound senior Colin Murray. The Carney Bearcats are 7-2, ranked 8th in the number 8 seed. Head coach is Brandon Cool, And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. This has been the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Terry and Jason Stark of Hogemeyer Hybrids contact them today. Well, it will be Carney receiving the ball first. They will move from south to north as you listen along your radio dial. And Elkhorn South will be moving from north to south. The kicker is Brian Cross. Carney High will put back Tristan Southwell and Miko Mazder to return the opening kick. And let's see if Carney can get something going here on a good kick return or what South strategy will be. We do have some wind here, but it'll be at the back, obviously, of the kicking team as they defer. Cross puts his foot into the ball, and the playoffs are underway here at Carney. It's going to drive all the way into the end zone. Southwell is not able to return it. So Kearney High will have to start at their own 20-yard line to begin the 2019 state football playoffs. On KKPR-FM, Kearney, Hastings, Grand Island of the World Wide Web, PlatteRiverPreps.com, just down the hill. Wayne looks like they're going to upset Kearney Catholic. It was 14-0 at half. It was 21-14 a moment ago, and Wayne sticks it in again in the middle of the fourth quarter. Wayne, 28. Kearney Catholic, 14. And before we can get started here... 
The official says let's reset the play clock and get things rolling. So first down and 10, Carney will go with trips to the right, Stroh to the left. They'll run the option, pitch play to Miko Maisner. He is strung out but is able to get a little bit around the corner out to the 22-yard line. It was well covered on the outside. They know that that's where this football is going to go tonight is to Miko, and he's able to pick up about three on the play, actually, maybe three and a half to four. Let's see where they finally do set that ball down. They're going to mark it on the 24, so a four-yard gain here for Maisner, and it'll be second down and six for the Carney High Bearcats. Key to get some yardage here and win the field position battle in what could be a low-scoring game. And before Murray can get the snap away, we have got a false start on Carney. So that'll back him up five and bring up second down and 11. Again, Grand Island and Lincoln Southwest just kicking off. We will keep you up to date on other games from around the area on our PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard. You can follow along as well, PlatteRiverPreps.com. Jackson Worley slides into the ball game. Tristan Southwell, Braden Rich. You will see them rotate in. Caden Miller. They use a lot of those wide receiver tight end positions. Twins to the right with a slot right. On an inside handoff, they'll fake it. Murray will keep it, and he will get back to the 20-yard line. And maybe make a yard on the play. It'll be third down and 10 on the ball fake to Miko Maisner. Murray doesn't run the ball all that much, at least not intentionally. I mean, he'll get some yards when he's flushed out of the pocket. He has 209 yards so far. Maisner, 1,162, averaging about 8 yards a carry, 7.96 on the season for Maisner. So after the penalty, put him behind the chains. It'll be third down and 10 here for the Bearcats at their own 20-yard line, and they don't want to have to punt into the wind on a three-and-out to start this football game. Stroh's going to split out wide to the right. They're looking that way. Time for Murray. Throws it downfield for Stroh. Jump ball. Batted into the air, and it's going to fall to the floor and to the ground, and it's intercepted. It was batted straight up in the air and falls into the hands of Eli Hustad at midfield. I'm going to tell you what, folks. That's okay. That's not a bad thing. That's about probably where the punt was going to be, and you had no chance of returning it. So, even though it's going to be good field position, it will be Storm Ball at their own 46-yard line. As the ball bounced around, two players were on the ground, and Houston just had it land in his belly. So let's see what they will do. Elkhorn South here to start this football game. You know they just want to run the football, and they can do it with Brown. They spread it out to run it. They have four wideouts, but they really just spread you and use Houston. Low snap. They will hand it to Eli around the left side. In fact, they put a new running back in, and around the left corner is going to be Blake Toxin down the left sideline, 40, 35. He's to the 30. He's going to step out of bounds at the 28-yard line, but there is a flag where he made the cut up the field. So it looks like this one most likely is going to be coming back. Now, Blake Doxson is actually the third leading rusher on this football team. It's just that they line a lot of these guys up in the slot and will use them in misdirection. Doxson, 43 carries, 338 yards. And the players are already coming back here on the hold on the edge. Doxson's going to get about four yards on it, and then they'll mark him back to the 40. So it'll be first down and 16 after the penalty. So each team with a penalty on this first series, and let's see if Carney can uh, make Elkhorn South 
take a chance here on a long yardage situation. But it is first down and 16, just underway, scoreless, a minute into this football game. Out of the shotgun will be the quarterback in Brown. Brown going to hand it off on the right side, looking for some running room, and he gets tripped up. Tried to hand it off, faked it twice, and then took off to the right side. He'll make it up to about the 43-yard line. That's going to be a gain of three. It'll be second down and 13. And again, Brown loves to run the football himself. He has 428 yards on 85 carries, right at five yards a pop. Houston will be to the left of his quarterback this time. Trips to the right side near the Carney sideline. Lone man, man-to-man coverage, wide left, and again, they'll have motion here with Doxon. Inside handoff, Houston's first carry has room up the middle of the football field into Carney territory to the 45-yard line and appears to be just short of the first down. It's going to be a gain of 12, and it'll be third down and one. Of course, they had the hold. This is a no-huddle team. They check the sidelines. They look at their wristbands, and they get lined up to go for it. Wide left is Caden Ballard, and trips to the right side again, but there was a big hole right up the middle between Prohaska and Zadiska. And on third and short, they'll hand it off to Houston again. He spins off the right side of the line into the secondary, inside the 35 before he's upended at the 33-yard line, and that's going to be a gain of 12 more for Houston. So two carries, 24 yards, and a first down here. And that does not look good early for the Carney Bearcat defense. Those were two huge holes on a little inside counter for Eli Houston. Trips to the left, ball on the right hash. Brown calls for the snap, takes it, going to keep it himself, starts right, doesn't like it, re-cuts to the left. He's got a lot of room, 30, 25, 20 into the secondary and into the end zone. Touchdown, Elkhorn South. A 33-yard quarterback counter by Elliott Brown, and right down the field go the Storm. 6-0 with 9.27 to go here in the first quarter of play after the interception gives them a 56-yard drive. And they'll line up to kick the extra point here with Brian Cross. He almost had the feeling Carney would have rather kicked off to start this football game with the wind and the way the defenses play. But that is not what happened, and we're waiting for Cross to attempt the extra point. Snap good, placement good, a little pressure, but he pounds that one high and deep, and it is good. So with 9.27 to go in the first quarter, our first five points bank touchdown, a 33-yard run by Elliott Brown, Elkhorn South 7, Carney nothing on Power 99. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trait packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. The Big Rack Shack is a one-stop shop for all your storage needs. Stop by their 15,000-square-foot showroom at 3210 Antelope Avenue in Kearney. From heavy-duty pallet racks to lightweight garage shelving, they have a wide variety of industrial-quality shelving that will last a lifetime. With the Midwest's largest selection of heavy-duty steel storage cabinets, workbenches, carts, vices, and more, you can find them on the web at BigRackShack.com or give them a call at 308-234-4464. 
Well, not a good start here for the Bearcats. In the first two and a half minutes of this football game, they find themselves trailing as Brian Cross ready to boot it away again. The first one went into the end zone. The second one will go into the end zone about three yards deep as well. And once again, the Bearcats will start at their own 20-yard line. Checking the scoreboard down the street at Miles Field. It is Kearney Catholic trying to hang in there. They've scored Wayne 28, Kearney Catholic 21, deep fourth quarter on ESPN 1460. Now Kearney High's got to find a way to get their offense going. Their passing game in games against top 10 teams has not been very good this year. And uh, that's not saying that it's on Colin Murray. There's a lot of things that we have seen in a couple of those ball games. So uh, running it up the middle is not going to be an option tonight against these horses for Elkhorn South. Murray hands it to Mazer. As we say that, he gets into the secondary across the 30 and will be brought down just short of the 35-yard line, running off of his left tackle, Kevin Osmanski. And he's going to pick up the first down out to the 34 again of 14. Elkhorn South moves a lot of their linemen. They'll run a lot of poles. They'll move the guards like they need to. They're so big, but they're going to have about 600 pounds of muscle and Division I players coming at you. Carney again spreads the field with trips right and Stroh by himself to the left. Murray looking to the sideline on first down and 10 at their own 34-yard line. Collin takes it, fakes the handoff, has time in a pocket, throws right side. The ball is batted around and incomplete. It went right through the hands of his receiver, Will Richter, and incomplete. So Carney is one of three through the air for one yard and an interception. And that'll bring up second down and ten. Bearcats trailing 7-0. We are just underway. Grand Island has scored first already on Lincoln Southwest. They're up 7-0. Twins to the right. They'll keep Mazner in the backfield. Quarterback draw again, and nowhere for Murray to go. They are just running over the Kearney offensive line right now. Murray brings it to the 35-yard line. A gain of about a half a yard. We'll call it third down and nine. I want to correct my uh, passing stats. Murray's actually 0 for 2, the one that was batted up in the air. Actually, both of his passes could have been caught, but they flat weren't. So third and long again here for the Bearcats. Could be coming up on third and ten. Trips to the right. Stroh to the left. Backing up Murray. Looking right. Has some pressure. Flushed. Could run. Has to get away from one man. And they get him out to the 40-yard line. He noticed maybe just a little too late. They had a running lane. And then getting up there to square him up and bring the tackle down for Prohaska or for uh, Elkhorn South was going to be Bo Weisler. So a good gain on the play, but they needed more as it's a gain of a six for Colin Murray. And that brings up fourth down and three at their own 41-yard line. And Stroh back there in putt formation for Carney High. And the kick is away from the left-hander to Winterstein. He'll take it at the 16-yard line, right hash 20. Tries to reverse his field. He's drugged down to the backfield. Nice tackle made there by Jackson Miller. And it looks like we may have a penalty flag on the field. That is indeed the case. That was a really nice punt there by Seth Stroh. A 43-yard punt. And as we listen to what the penalty is, 
And it will be a hold on Elkhorn South. And that'll back him up another 10 yards. Now, it didn't hurt them on their first drive. They're up 7 to nothing as they took it right down the field. Houston had two 12-yard runs. Brown broke a 33-yarder for the touchdown. So this will be marked off from the 23-yard line back to the 13. First and 10 here, Elkhorn South with 7.26 to go in the first quarter on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. So glad to have you along with us for this opening night of the playoffs. Millard West and Pius won't kick off until 8 o'clock. That is the other side of this quarterfinal bracket. Trips to the left here, ball in the middle of the football field. Brown going to hand it off to Hustad, finds a hole over the right side, gets to the 15, gets to the 20 as he stretches the ball forward and will be drugged down there by the Bearcats' Gabe Gilsdorf, who is going to make a lot of tackles. Hustad with a gain of eight on the play. And these are pretty simple runs right now being executed by Elkhorn South early on. Carney's really going to have to get into their defensive bag here. Defensive coordinator Brad Archer working on it already. Not many teams have run the ball successfully against the Bearcats this year. Second down and three, spread it again. Brown hands it off again. Houston, big hole right side, 25-30 into the secondary to the 35, and he's drugged down there by Jackson Miller. That's going to be a gain of 14 more. Four carries, 46 yards. An average of 11.5 yards per carry here, and Houston will come out of the ball game. That leaves Blake Doxson in there. Also in the backfield is going to be Coy Wilkie. He is a sophomore. First down and 10. They'll send Doxson out wide to the left. In the backfield will be Ben Warren. Warren a sophomore. And they'll hand it off to him right side with the hole plug that time. Filling it up, Jack Johnson will shut him down. No gain for the first time in this Ball game, Elkhorn South, nowhere to go. Second down and 10. So a lot of guys can carry the ball here for Coach Rosenberg. And you'll have to keep an eye on that throughout the night. They can keep those legs as fresh as they want, but nothing there on the first carry for Ben Warren. Second down and 10. They're going to stay with him in the backfield. Ball on the right hash as they move from north to south. Trips to the short side. They've done that quite a bit here already. And now Brown walking up to talk to his left end, and it wasn't going to work. He had to get him down as a wide receiver, talking to Caden Feldhacker, and Coach Rosenberg says, let's just call the timeout. So timeout on the field brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. We have 5.38 remaining here in the first quarter of play. It's the Storm 7, Kearney high nothing on Power 99. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. State High School Football Playoffs on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by Impact Ag Partners, your Pioneer Seed representative, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more. Still a lot of folks out there harvesting. Glad that you're with us tonight on second down and 10. Back in the football game and going nowhere for the first time is Houston. He is wrestled to the ground by Jackson Worley behind the line of scrimmage. It's going to be a loss of three and bring up third down and 13. 
So the Bearcats got in that time. A lot of these runs have been off right side, coming off right guard, coming off right tackle. The only one that wasn't was when the quarterback, Brown, started that way, reversed his field, and went for the touchdown. And of course, that's the side that Prohaska and the boys are on. Empty backfield, five wide outs, third down and 13 for Elkhorn South at their own 32. Quarterback draw this time for Brown. The middle of the field's open. He gets to the 40. He's got the first down. He's into Kearney territory before he's drugged down by Jackson from behind at the 48-yard line. Gutsy call, but it works. And that is going to be a gain of 20 on the play for Elliott Brown. And those are the kind of plays that just kick you right in the gut if you're the Carney Bearcats. You made a couple of nice plays. Third and long, they spread you out, and Brown just runs quarterback draw to convert. Third down and 13. So first down and 10 in Carney territory. They'll mark it at the 47-yard line. Again, trips to the left. Houston to the left of his quarterback, Brown. Brown this time hands it to Houston around the right side, and he'll be drugged down from behind. Alex Kemp will get him. And nothing on that game or on that carry, maybe a half yard at the most. We're going to say officially nothing there in the statistical column. So it'll be second down and 10. Don't forget coming up later on at halftime, we'll look at all the scores. We'll talk about volleyball districts coming up tomorrow. Look back at what happened last night. And it's a final now at Miles Field. Wayne has upset Kearney Catholic, 28-21, ending the star season at 7-3. Houston on the left hand off here. He's going to be drugged down from behind by Seth Strome. Had both hands around the football that time and was laboring to get to the 41-yard line. That'll be a gain of five. And bring up third down and about four to go, four and a half to go. Millard South beat Papio South today, 42-21. Lincoln Southeast over Omaha North. Burke over Millard North. Bellevue West over Lincoln East. And Elkhorn South over Kearney are all 7-0 right now in the first quarter. Third and four and a half. Houston, right side. Hole around the end again. He's got the first down. Stays on his feet inside the 35. And Jack Johnson stands him up and brings him down again. That is going to be a gain of seven yards on the play by Houston. And there is just nobody there when Houston decides to go off his right tackle right in. Good job out there by Coy Wilkie. And that's the fifth first down of the quarter here for Elkhorn South. Already up 7-0, three minutes to go in the first quarter. Brown inside handoff again. Big hole up the middle for Houston. Now cuts it right. 25-20, 15-10, five dives for the pylon. And they say that he stepped out of bounds at the one no official was able to hustle back there in time to keep up with Houston. And there might be a flag. There is a flag. Kind of away from the play here. As he cut it back to the right, the ball, the flag laying at the 35. And it looks like this will be on Alcorn South. That is a huge penalty flag here. Because they look like they were going into the end zone. Brown's going to come over and actually talk to the referee before we get the indication. And it'll be first down and about 20 once they mark this off. So another hold, the third of the first quarter that has been called on Elkhorn South. That'll back him up all the way to the 45-yard line. Need to get inside the 25. So it's uh, first and 21 to go here. 
for Elkhorn South. 7 to nothing, 252 to go in quarter number one in Class B. Norris leads Elkhorn Mount Michaels 7-0. Ron Colley over Platts with 14-0. Waverly over Gross 14-0. Seward over Bennington 7-0 in the first. Out of the pistol formation, Brown puts it in the gut of Ben Warren. Warren up the middle of the field, 30, 15, 10. Out steps Stroh and into the end zone. A 45-yard touchdown run by Ben Warren, and it is 13-0. Elkhorn South. There are some big holes when they are pulling and trapping up front there. As you heard Coach Cool say in the pregame interview, that's what they like to do. And Carney has stopped them half the time, and half the time it has been big, big plays. 2.42 to go here in the first quarter. Our five points bank touchdown. A 45-yard run. Now the extra point, but cross. On the way, and it is good. 2.42 to go in the first quarter. Class A state opening round. Elkhorn South 14, Carney nothing on Power 99. Ryan Redinger would like to wish all of the Kearney area athletes good luck in their competition this week. As the owner of O'Brien Stratman Redinger Funeral Home, Ryan knows that everyone's game of life comes to an end someday. And he wants you to know that he and his staff are here to create healing moments for you and your loved ones. The staff at O'Brien Stratman Redinger Funeral Home knows a loving event celebrates the choices they made, the relationship you shared, and honors their memory. Give them a call today at 308-234-3500. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes and would like to wish them good luck in their competition. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Good luck, athletes. Well, again, we want to say congrats to the Kearney volleyball team who made it to the district final, but Elkhorn South took them out too. So a big week here for the Storm trying to take out Kearney. And the kick this time is returnable by Mazner at the 5. Starts on the left hash 10, goes to the 15-20, but he's going to be upended just across the 20 at the 22-yard line. Elkhorn South has got everything clicking for him right now. Good hustle down the football field as Shea Wright gets in there and makes the tackle. So for the third time, the Bearcats will take an offensive snap. They have yet to sniff the Elkhorn South side of the field. They have one first down. The ball will be at the 21-yard line, so they've started at their own 20, 20, and 21. Elkhorn South just completed an 87-yard drive. Every play has been on the ground so far for the Storm, 14-0. Murray takes the snap, looks for a quick out here to Stroh, complete at the 25, fights forward for a couple of more. He'll be short of the first down, but they might have to nickel and dime him here a little bit, hope that they can get Maisner free, and that's a really good gain on first down. Call it second down and two on the first completed ball of the game for the Bearcats. Trailing 14 to nothing. They've got to get something going here because it doesn't look like they may be able to stop the storm until they can re-scheme Maybe at half. Here's an inside trap. They'll give it off to Mazner. Mazner has the first down as he gets across the 30, stretches forward to the 34-yard line. That's going to be a gain of six for Miko. So that'll move the chains. And Parody, who is the leading tackler, that outstanding middle linebacker for the Storm, in there on the tackle. 14-0 as we approach 
the 145 mark here of the first quarter. State football brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Thanks for making Power 99 your home for Kearney Bearcat football. Option play wide side. Murray pitches it. Mazer's got to dance just to find any kind of room, and he's going to be brought down at the line of scrimmage. Murray did the right thing, I think, but there were three out there on two for Elkhorn South, and no gain on the play for Miko. Second down and ten. George in on a tackle for Elkhorn South. Again, don't forget tomorrow, District Volleyball, B, C, and D playing for the right to go to state. We'll have Carney Catholic Broken Bow here on Power 99 at 4, Pleasanton Sutherland on ESPN 1460 at 4. There's a ton of area teams playing tomorrow. Second and 10. They'll try Stroh again. That one led him. It bounces in the air. It's still bouncing around, and it actually is going to end up on the field. Almost hauled in there by the big left guard, Carter Krause. We already had a deflected ball picked off on the first drive by Hustad at their own 46-yard line. That one was a little too far out in front of Stroh, and it caromed off at least four different players, and South couldn't come up with it that time. Stopping the clock with 53 seconds to go here in quarter number one, 14 to nothing. Elkhorn South and third and 10 for the Bearcats at their own 34-yard line. Murray rolls right. Has pressure. Throws as far as he can down the right sideline. Trying to get a flag. Jump ball to Stroh. It's incomplete. Good defense down the field by these Elkhorn South Storm. All the way down at the 30-yard line. Stroh trying to jump over the top of the smaller defensive back, Eustad. But Eli's able to get up there and bat it away. He also had uh, back there Dominic Hooker. So you had him on one side and Hooker actually going up to bat the ball away. So Houston back to return the ball along with Trevor Winterstein. Stroh's first punt went 43 yards. The left footer line drives it. They're going to let it bounce. It goes straight up in the air. They can't return it. Southwell will down it at the 33-yard line. A 33-yard punt for Carney with no return. But Elkhorn South has dominated this football game in the first 11 and a half minutes, 14 to nothing. A 45-yard run by Ben Warren, a 33-yard run to start the game by quarterback Elliott Brown. And they have it again. They have not attempted a pass, haven't had to. Even had a third and 14. They converted on a quarterback draw. Spread out wide to the left is going to be Ballard. Trips to the right side, so they go four wides this time. You stand in the backfield with Brown. It's going to be Warren instead. Brown's going to keep it. Starts to his right. Johnson says, come here. And he's going to pick him up and drive him backwards. No gain on the play. So Brown, four carries for 56 yards. Houston has carried it eight times for 55 yards. And Warren, two carries for 45 yards. And it looks like Elkhorn South. Started up to the line of scrimmage. Now I think Coach Rosenberg is going to say that's about as good a first quarter we could play, boys. Let's let the clock run out. You're after one here in the Class A State Football Playoffs on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Elkhorn South 14, Carney High nothing. Trust is earned over generations, not seasons. For over 165 years, the Rank family's been earning that trust where it counts the most, in your fields. And yields, they don't lie. With over a 1,000 top finishes in first and state trials over the last three years, Rank Seed proves its value through superior genetics and production. 
one family, seven generations, all working for your success. Rink means results. Select Sprayers and Equipment in Kearney proudly supports this sports broadcast and all the student-athletes. With over 30 years' experience in the ag chemical fertilizer spraying industry, Select Sprayers specializes in sprayer sales and service year-round. Our equipment is field-ready and winterized with RV antifree, offering financing and startup training with every sprayer we sell. Call Select Sprayers at 308-338-8006 to get your sprayer equipment in for service and winterizing. Select Sprayers, 4319 Imperial Avenue, Kearney. Back in the Johnny Tillion Repair Broadcast booth here at beautiful UNK Foster Field. Just across the parking lot, the number two Loper volleyball team playing number 14, Northwest Missouri State. The Lopers dominated the first two sets, 25-16, 25-14, but Northwest Missouri has taken the third, 25-21. They're just beginning the fourth. Here we start the second quarter of play, Elkhorn South 14, Carney nothing, and the Storm will have it first and ten, or excuse me, second and ten. At their own 34-yard line, now moving south to north and into the wind. They'll hand it off again. Ankle tackle is broken in the backfield, and Ward is free again. 40, 50, right sideline, 40, still inbounds, and finally out of bounds at the 29-yard line. And then a penalty flag came out right where he ran out of bounds. He wasn't roughly shoved or tackled or anything like that. And nobody was in front of him to get a face mask. I don't know if somebody maybe grabbed the back of his jersey for a possible horse collar. That's a 42-yard run by Ben Warren. And now they're walking back the other way. So let's see exactly what they're going to call here. A clip right where he ran out of bounds. That's a tough one there. So we have had four penalties for 45 yards on Elkhorn South. So you take another 15 off that. Still credit for a 27-yard run there by Warren. But it will be a first down at Elkhorn South in Kearney territory at the 44. Brown has it straight up the middle, running room again, almost to the first down marker before being gang tackled. The linebackers are having their hands full here today, and we've got another penalty flag right in the middle of the field. So a lot of laundry on Elkhorn South, and I'm sure this is one of those where they're saying this didn't happen much during the regular season. Another hold on the storm. So that is their fifth penalty here of the first half. And Carney hasn't been able to stop him even with those penalties. But they were shoved out of bounds at the 29, and now Elkhorn South has the ball all the way back at their 48-yard line. First down, and we'll call it 17 yards to go. Trips to the left side, and the snap to Brown. He hands it off again, bouncing around to the backfield, looking for some running room, but nowhere to go. And finally, Carney is able to come up with a big stop there at Gilsdorf and company. Taking Warren down, so Warren doing a little dancing, but going backwards, it's going to be a loss of two on the play, and second down at about 19, Elkhorn South. Every play has been on the ground, Carney trying to make sure that they don't get burnt deep here, because Brown can throw the football. Brown on the season has thrown for 1,172 yards, it's just that they're trying to out-physical this Carney Bearcat, that's about 130 yards a game. He has 13 touchdowns, but he's also thrown nine interceptions. 
a pretty high rate for a starting Metro quarterback. And now a timeout going to be called by Elkhorn South. That'll be their second. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need us, specializing in you. 10.58 to go in the first half. Elkhorn South 14, Kearney nothing. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTech Restoration is here to get it right. SeaTech Restoration provides some of the most innovative and specialized personal property care in the industry, substantially reducing replacement costs. Each member of the SeaTech team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTech is also your home for custom flooring, hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. SeaTech Restoration Incarnate proudly supports all area athletes. Welcome back to the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth. Glad to have you along with us. Carney High trying to find a way to get back into this football game. And Elkhorn South, even though they haven't turned it over, hurting themselves with all the penalties. Second down and 20 at their own 46 after they were down to the 29-yard line. Trips right, going to see a little motion this time on the Chet Sweep package. They'll fake it. Brown comes forward, and he'll be brought down after a short gain to midfield. And on the tackle is Alex Kemp. A gain of four on the play for Brown. He'll now have 60 yards on five carries. And that'll bring up third down and long. And let's see, they had third and 14 earlier and ran that quarterback draw with five wideouts. Will we see Brown go to the air for the first time here? When they ran the quarterback draw, they had five wide receivers. Here they have three right, single man left, and they do have a back of the backfield here. Warren and Houston have been rotating, and Brown is going to step back to pass. Dump a little screen underneath here to Houston. Carney's all over it, and they're going to lose yards. Negative two on the play. Jack Johnson's in there, and so is most of the Carney Bearcat defense. Worley was in there. Alex Hunt was in there. That's one of those that you can kind of anticipate when you've got a shifty runner like Houston. His helmet actually came off, and he's going to head out of the ball game, and we will see. Elkhorn South have to pump the ball into the wind. Will Richter will stand back at about his 12-yard line. Brian Cross is also the punter here. He kicks and punts for Elkhorn South. So Carney High comes up with their first stop of the ball game at the 10-09 mark. And we've got another whistle here to stop play. I think maybe one of the players didn't have the right equipment. And so they're going to bring out Owen Lytle and reset the play clock. It's going to be a flat substitution infraction on Carney, though. That'll be their second. So they either sent somebody in late or had too many men on the field. Usually that too many men on the field thing is something they'll let go until the play's over. Fourth and 12 now. Still in punt formation is crossed, but now the ball is marked at the 46-yard line of Kearney. Bearcats look like they're trying to come after it. They are, but the boot is away. It's a high, very short kick. Fair catch called for and diving for it. Richter at the 20-yard line. It'll be just a 26-yard punt. And the Bearcats starting in the same place about every single time. Little words being exchanged there by Blaze Doxson and Will Richter at the point of the punt return, which was zero because he dove on it. And now let's see if the Bearcats can get something going here with the wind at their back. First down and 10, 9.53 to go here in the second quarter. It's 14 to nothing. Elkhorn South have run the ball down Carney's throats and shot themselves in the foot there with the penalties. They've got five penalties for 55 yards. 
Murray hands to Mazer, right side, gets a good block, 20-25, and he'll come out to the 27-yard line before the ankle tackle is made. And on the tackle is going to be Shaw, Shea Wright, but Mazer gets seven. And the two first downs that Carney has had, they converted a good plus five yards on the first down play and run by Mazner. And when they've been forced to punt, they haven't executed on first down. Trips to the left. Richter goes all the way to the sideline. You have got Jackson Miller out there as well. Fake to Mazner. Throw down the middle of the field to Miller. He's got the first down. 46-yard line. A gain of 20 on the play for the Bearcats, and that's the best offensive play so far here of the evening for Carney High. And that's what Carney High is going to need. They are going to have to be able to complete those passes to give Mazner an opportunity to be able to do what he does. Carney's got to score now. Thought maybe this is going to be a lower scoring game. Apparently, it will not be as Stroh splits out wide to the left. It can't be probably for Carney. Hand it to Mazner, left side again, weaves his way through a little bit of a hole. They stand him up. He keeps the legs going and makes a couple on the play. Shot short of the first uh, of the uh, half of the 50-yard line, midfield stripe. Mazner with 33 yards on six carries. Parody in on the tackle again, as you heard. He is special. You hear about Zadiska, you hear about Prohaska, you hear about Hustad, but this Parody kid, I think maybe... Coach wouldn't tell you straight up, but he might be the best player on this football team. Murray always runs over, gets the play call from Coach Cool and the staff and runs it back there with seven seconds. They come up over the ball. Twins right and left on second down. Murray wants to throw over the middle of the field. Miller's got it again, 45-40. He's got the first down as he's brought down at the 39-yard line by right again. And a first down, 13 yards on the little slant pattern. Both times they go those three to the wide side. They cut the short man up in the slot. They send Stroh deep, and then they just run a little skinny drag slant there with Miller, and he's able to haul it in. The first time he kept it a little more down the seam. This time he came right across the middle. So the first snap of the ball game for Carney in Elkhorn South Territory at the 39-yard line, down 14. Mazer on the right side of Murray. They run the option that way. And a penalty flag again. Illegal motion on Carney. That's the second one of those. And even though they've been five yarders, both times they've been kind of penalty of drive killers here for the Bearcats. So they'll mark it off. First down and 15. Let's go back to the scoreboard here. It is Grand Island 14, Lincoln Southwest 7. Everybody is in the second quarter. South leading Carney here 14 to nothing. Bellevue West over Lincoln East, 7-0. Burke over Millard North, 14-0. Southeast over Omaha North, 13-3. Westside over Prep, 14-3. And earlier today, South beat Papio South, 42-21. And, of course, down the road today, Wayne knocked off Kearney Catholic, 28-21. First and 15, Bearcats, option right side. Has to pitch it. Murray out here to Mazer. They string it out, and he's going to be upended by Caden Feldhacker. Got maybe a yard back of that penalty yardage. I like the option. Carney's running it properly. They're just not able to block everybody that Elkhorn South has out there. The numbers have always been three on two every time they've run it. Every time they get to the outside, it's not like you have to guess who's going to have the football. They're running good assignment football over here for the Storm. Trips left, Stroh right. That's the way it's been most of the year. Give Seth the one-on-one coverage if you can. See if you can catch him. Second down, Murray wants to throw deep down the left seam into double coverage. The ball batted up in the air yet again and incomplete. 
Looking for Miller on the deep route. They'd run him a couple of times underneath, but that's good coverage by the safety. And it'll be third down and long here for Carney High. They've taken a couple of shots to Stroh. They just have had him well covered. Eustad's been down there. And then, of course, a nice play by Dominic Hooker to knock one away for Stroh, who jumped right over the top of him. Hooker is only five foot eight, and they like that mismatch. You've also got Trevor Winterstein out here as a defensive back. So the Bearcats moving the ball, but they face third down and long. But Miller and Stroh to the left now, and that's where Murray's looking. Now he comes back to the right over the middle of the football field, and it's in and out of the hands of Owen Lytle at the first down marker. Incomplete. And that'll bring up fourth down. So that five-yard penalty took him away from wanting to run the football. And it'll be fourth and 14 at the Storm 43-yard line. A 43 and a 38-yard punch so far in this contest for Seth Stroh. And they will put Winterstein back there to run it back if he can. See if the Bearcats can pin him, pin him deep. Stroh all day to kick it, and he just booms that with the wind behind him. That is going to sail into the end zone on the fly. <laughs> that is probably not what Seth wanted to do. 43-yard punt, he kind of looks and goes, that's not what I was thinking. But that's like swinging easy in golf. All of a sudden, the ball goes a long, long way. Stroh's trying to swing easy there and just have it bounce inside the 15-yard line, and he flew it into the end zone. But still, this is uh, the second-worst starting field position for Elkhorn South. When they got it at their own 13, they went 87 yards. And remember, South will get the ball to start the second half. So the Bearcats can't afford to fall behind anymore, obviously, at this point. But at least they got some offense, it seemed like, going on that drive. So first down and 10 for the Storm at the 20-yard line. Brown fakes the handoff, rolls to his right. Johnson tries to make sure he doesn't get to the outside, wraps him up and brings him down after a gain of about two and a half to the 23-yard line. At the half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Let's get to some other scores in the second quarter. McCook, seven. Hastings, six. That's on 1230 KHAS. Bennington now has taken the lead from Seward 14-7. Late first, Waverly 21-0 on Gross as they get to the end of the first quarter. Lexington and Northwest had a scoreless first quarter. They have made it in to quarter number two. Second down and seven here for the Storm. Motion man, and before they can get this play going, we're going to get an illegal procedure. Called on Elkhorn South. So that's their first five-yard penalty of the contest. They've been dinged for three holdings and a clip. Back him up five. It'll be second down at about 13. Some other scores. Norris and Mount Michael, 7-7. In C1, Adams Central all over Valentine. Running clock 43 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Aurora leads Ogallala 12 to nothing in the second. Earlier today, Pierce blasted Chase County 55-21 in the second quarter. Ord 13, Gothenburg 7. Rematch of last week's overtime game. Twins in the backfield this time. And Brown, he wants to keep it himself, starts right and goes out of bounds at about the original first down marker. And that'll bring up third down. As Brown got back to about the 20, he might have even been just short of the original line to gain. They'll say four-yard gain. And that'll bring up third down and 10. So Carney again needs to come up with a stop. If they do, they can get good field position here, making Elkhorn South punt into the wind, although the wind has died down since the start of this game. It was about 12 mile an hour. Now it's down to about four. 
Brown fakes the jet sweep, stands in the pocket, has some time, steps up, throws over the middle of the football field, and it is incomplete, trying to find Hustad at the 40-yard line. It was low and a little bit behind him. Good coverage by the Bearcats. That's only the second pass attempt of this game for Brown, and they'll have to put it away here with Brian Cross. Standing at his midfield stripe right on the loper head will be Will Richter. Other scores, Columbus Scotus 21, Bishop Newman nothing in the second quarter. Ashland Greenwood 13, Kozad 7 in the second quarter. C2 top seed Sutton leading U10 24-7 in the second. Donovan Trumbull leads Centennial 8-0 in the second. That's on the breeze, 94.5. Snap to cross, a good one, and the punt is away. But again, it's short and kicker by Richter. Richter at midfield starts to the left side, 45-40, cuts back 35-30, spun down at the 29-yard line. Good run by Richter, and even Miko Maisner got a nice block on the outside there. A 21-yard return after a 31-yard punt. So neither punt by Cross has been any kind of a booming success, even though into a little bit of a wind, and Carney by far their best starting field position Bearcats need to do something with this one here. Trailing 14 to nothing, 5.23 to go in the second quarter. The defense has started to figure some things out here. Storm scored on their first two possessions, a 56 and an 87-yard drive all on the ground. Stroh and Miller to the left. Out to the right this time is going to be Braden Rich. First and 10 at the 29. Option play right side. Murray's going to keep it this time. Didn't even look to pitch. He'll get to the 28. Short gain on the play. Again, that's about the best they've done on this option play. He's pitched it the other three times, but again, it's still well covered. Four carries for nine yards for Colin Murray. Southwell will bring the play in. Or at least he'll come in because Murray almost every time runs over to the sideline. High school football playoff action brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Second down and nine for the Bearcats at the Elkhorn South, 28. Murray hands it off to Mazer, gets to the outside, has room 20, gets to the corner, 15, and they'll shove him out of bounds right there. Miko Mazer picks up 13 yards on the play, and a Bearcat first down, and they're in the red zone for the first time here in these Class A playoffs. Again, Elkhorn South and uh, Kearney both lost to Bellevue West last year with Kearney in the first round and Elkhorn South in the second round before Bellevue went on down to the semifinals where Grand Island eventually was beaten. First and 10 at the 15. Mazner to the left side here of the pistol quarterback, Colin Murray. He's looking out to the wing to Stroh. Stroh catches it for a very short game of about three and a half yards. And Elkhorn South was right on top of that. We'll call it second down and six after a four-yard completion. But again, that's fine. You have to make sure, though, that that route is not jumped right here. They were giving Stroll a little bit of a cushion. They expect him to try and run by him and get into the end zone. Stroll and Miller to the left. Rich coming out of the right. That's Southwell in the slot on second and seven. Mazner, handoff left side, gets a good seal block and gets inside the 10, and then he's upended strong and thrown to the ground short of the first down. A gain of five for Mazner, and it'll be third down and one. Ball marked at the seven. Need to get just inside the six for a first down. With the clock running, 3.40 to go here in the first half. 
14 to nothing. Elkhorn South. Carney with their best scoring opportunity so far of the game. Been the same formation. Twins left, twins right. Stay out of the pistol. Colin Murray now looks to the sideline. Like he's confused, and they may have to call timeout. That's exactly what's going to happen. And Brandon Cool calls the first timeout of the ball game for Carney. You don't want to mess this one up. Third and one at the six of Elkhorn South. Our timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. 3.18 to go in the first half. Elkhorn South 14, Carney nothing on Power 99. Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire, when the unthinkable happens, it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment, what matters is that Barney Insurance, your independent insurance agent, and the company that stands behind them have you covered. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Contact Barney Insurance. Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. Or log on to BarneyInsurance.net. And we're back at the Carney Towing and Repair broadcast booth at Foster Field, bringing you the Class A state playoffs while Carney Towing is on the road, bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair. When you need us, we'll be there. Doug Duda, our producer engineer, Nick Grimes, glad to have you along with us here at Foster Field for coverage of Carney Bearcat playoff football. Down 14 to nothing, but it is third and one Bearcats at the Elkhorn South six-yard line. Tight formation this time. Quick snap, Murray goes right side, has the first down, gets close to the end zone, but will be knocked down at the two. A gain of four. So after the timeout, they totally changed what they were doing as far as spreading the ball out, and they went with the quick snap to try and catch Elkhorn South on their heels. So it's first and goal, Carney at the two. Three minutes and counting. Not only do they want to score, they want to see that clock run right now. Murray comes up under center. He'll take the snap, hand it off to the second man, through and into the end zone for the touchdown for the Bearcats is Gabe Gilsdorf. And the blue and white balloons go into the air here with 2.50 to go in the second quarter of play. Gilsdorf has not run the ball too much in crunch time. But he's able to do it there, and Carney takes advantage of a good kick return by Will Richter, or punt return, and it's just a 29-yard drive. Now the extra point kick snaps a little high, but Murray's able to get it down, and the kick is good. Our five points bank touchdown, a two-yard run by Gabe Gilsdorf, and with 2.50 to go in the first half, it's now Elkhorn South 14, Carney 7 on Power 99. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Back with you here on Power 99, Gabe Gilsdorf. That was his second carry of the season. And his second touchdown. So that's pretty good stats there for Gabe. And now Carney High will boot it away with the win behind him. And James Dakin, who added the extra point, would love to boot this in the end zone. 
and not give the speedsters in Winterstein and Houston a chance to return it. Kick is away, and it will sail into the end zone about two yards deep. So now Elkhorn South, with one timeout remaining, will start at their own 20-yard line. And the way they move the ball early, that's doable. But this is a huge series for the Bearcats. Get one more stop. You would have won the second quarter. You have to watch the Storm get the ball to start the third quarter. And you boot that baby into the end zone again. The momentum has changed, but Elkhorn South still has the lead, 14-7. They've only put the ball in the air two times. Let's see what Coach Rosenberg wants to do here for Elkhorn South. Four wideouts out of that shotgun formation. Brown steps back and wants to throw. Three-step drop, now steps up in a pocket. He is flushed out of there. Throws back over to the sideline, and it is bobbled and caught at the 31-yard line and out of bounds, Blaze Doxson. So a good job there by Brown to buy time, and Doxson was able to find his way for a first down here for Elkhorn South. Their second of the quarter. Mark it at the 33-yard line. That'll be a gain of 13, and they stop the clock by getting out of bounds. 2.40 to go before halftime. Plenty of time here. And now will Brown just go to the air? Again, he's thrown for nearly 1,200 yards this year. In motion, and here come penalty flags. They have been like hawks out there watching what's going on at that line, and that is penalty number seven in the game for Elkhorn South. If things go south here for Elkhorn, they are going to look back at all these penalties that have slowed things up. They didn't bother them in the first quarter. They were able to overcome those holdings by converting on second and long and third and long. It did hurt them a couple of times here in the second quarter. So it'll be first down and 15 at their own 28. Brown with twins to each side. He'll turn and hand it off right up the middle of the field. Huge hole, 30, 40, Houston. One more block down the left sideline. 40, still inbounds, 30, stiff arm and out of bounds all the way down at the 20-yard line. And, folks, he wasn't even touched until he basically ran himself out of bounds. That is a 52-yard run by Eli Houston. He's got 107 yards now in the first half, and that really changes things up because now you got all day. You're at the 20-yard line, two and a half to go. You got a timeout. You can do whatever you want here if you're the Storm offense. Trips to the short side, man-to-man, upright. Brown going to try and run it that way. Waits for his blockers, and he's ankle-tackled as he gets inside the 15-yard line by Gabe Van Winkle, a gain of six. And it'll be second down and four. 14-7, 14-7, Elkhorn South. Carney just got on the board. And then that 52-yard run by Houston. Elkhorn South just hasn't had the ball much here. There's another pulling guard from left to right. Houston gets inside the 10, down to the 9-yard line, maybe the 8. It's going to be a gain of 5 more. But as we said in the pregame, Colin McDonald at that time pulled from his left guard position. You get him behind Zadiska over there. Or, excuse me, uh, yeah, Zaniska and Prohaska. That's like 900 pounds of humanity. First and goal, ball at the nine. Elkhorn South trying to answer right back here. Brown keeps it himself around the left end. Finds the five, finds the two. Boy, what a good cutback. Kemp looked like he was waiting for him to just hammer him. And Brown cut it back on a dime. And it is second and goal at the two. 
Again, a seven. Kearney could really use a bobbled snap right here. Because we are down to about a minute 15. So not only is South planning to score, they're going to run the clock under a minute to make sure Kearney is unable to do anything when they get the ball back. One timeout remaining as they come up over the football here. Play clock is down to six. Full house backfield. Three backs here. Brown takes it, hands it to Houston. Left side walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Elkhorn South. They just put the big boys in the backfield and ran him over the left side behind McDonald. And a two-yard touchdown run for Houston makes it 20-7 with 56 seconds remaining here in quarter number two. Touchdown, Elkhorn South. Now lining up for the extra point kick will be Brian Cross after another five points touchdown. Five points bank the better bank in Kearney. Cross is two for two. Looks like he can make them from 50 if they ever needed that. Here comes a little pressure and the ball is dropped. The holder dropped the ball that time and wasn't able to kick it. So the PAT is no good. And with 56 seconds to go in the first half, Elkhorn South 20, Kearney 7 on Power 99. Have changed so of our customers' needs. Gary Michaels Clothiers and Hastings meets these needs with the largest selection of fine menswear between Lincoln and Denver. Our mission is to provide our customers with a complete selection of quality, tailored clothing, accessories, sportswear, and to deliver an uncompromising level of service. And for the ladies, Gary Michaels carries Brighton jewelry, handbags, and footwear. For casual to professional menswear, shop Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks in Kearney. Coming up at the half, we'll be bringing you the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. First half stats of this ball game. All of the scores from around the state in 11-man and 6-man football action tonight. Talk about the district volleyball finals that are going on tomorrow in classes B, C, and D. We've got Kearney Catholic and Broken Bow here on Power 99. That's at Cozad at 4. Pleasanton and Sutherland will be in Gothenburg at 4 on ESPN 1460. Of course, the Lopers tomorrow right here at home, their second undefeated opponent in three weeks. They beat Northwest Missouri State two weeks ago. The number one offense in Division II is here tomorrow in Central Missouri. Here's a little punch kick that is going to be fielded at the 24-yard line by Alex Hunt. He'll bring up the right sideline. Broken tackle 35-40, gets up to the 45. And Carney now. We'll have to think about getting some yards. Even if it's just a field goal, you got a good return here. They'll mark it at the 44, but again, the three scoring drives by Elkhorn South, 56, 87, and that was an 80-yard drive that was spearheaded by a 52-yard run by Hustad, who ended up taking it in. So Murray now with his four wideouts against Stroh, one-on-one down here towards the Kearney sideline. Fake the handoff to Maisner, throw it out here in the flat, complete to Richter. He gets into Elkhorn South Territory, steps out of bounds at the 48-yard line. That'll be a gain of eight. Stop the clock with 46 seconds, bring up second down and about a yard and a half. And two for the Bearcats from the 48-yard line. be interesting to see if they go for it all at some point on this drive or if they're just trying to set up James Dakin for a field goal and cut it to 10. Stroh now goes to the top of the formation or the left of Murray. Trips to the wide side. Fake the handoff. Back over to the right side. Short pass complete. And Richter, same thing. Steps out of bounds after a short gain, but enough to move the chains here. 
Yeah. And they'll mark him at about the 41-yard line. That is a gain of seven. First and ten at the 41 Murray line. has completed six passes here. Two of them over 10 yards. He had back-to-back completions to Miller for 20 and 13. And so they're starting to figure a few things out. 41 seconds to go in the half down, 20 to 7. First and 10 at the Storm 41-yard line. Twins to each side this time. Murray a little longer cadence. No pressure. Stands in the pocket. Now he's got pressure from the outside. Runs away from it. Tries to throw it away and throws it right into the hands of the defensive back. For Elkhorn South at the 35-yard line. And that is going to be picked off by Caden Feldhacker. And that is a huge play for Elkhorn South. And return it out to the 36-yard line. And I just think Murray didn't see him. He was thinking about throwing it away. And didn't. That'll be the second turnover for Carney High. And now Elkhorn South. We'll probably hand it off and see what Hustad can get here. Already up 20 to 7. They don't want to make a mistake and give it right back. So Brown, Elliott calling the cadence. Hard count. There's some movement. He's going to step back and he wants to throw. He wants to throw deep down the middle of the football field. How about it? Picked off right back. 45 up to the 50. And that's where the tackle will be made. So Carney intercepts it right back. Getting the job done is Jackson Miller. Well, we'll see now what uh, Coach Cool wants to do. That is the, that's the gamble you take instead of just getting to the halftime with a 13-point lead. Miller intercepts it, and that'll be the first turnover for Elkhorn South. Returns the ball to the Elkhorn South 46-yard line. And I'll tell you what, Carney's safeties had that well covered. Uh, he was really trying to thread the needle over there, was Brown. That's his 10th interception of the season. 24 seconds. Carney has two timeouts, so they can use the whole field here at the Storm 46. Murray in the backfield, looking wheel route for Maisner. Goes up, makes the catch at the 35, tries to step out of bounds, and will with 16 seconds to go, but not sure that he actually got the first down. He came backwards as he tried to get out of bounds. And they'll mark it at the 35. Yeah, they are going to give him a first down. So a gain of 11. Need him a little forward progress there. The clock started to run. It shouldn't have been running. Carney's going to call timeout. Well, the Bearcats thought that he was out of bounds, so they lose four seconds on that one. And that'll be the second timeout here for Carney. With 12 seconds to go in the first half, Elkhorn South 20, Carney 7. The Bearcats have it at the Storm 35-yard line. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. 12 seconds to go before half. Carney trying to give themselves a chance here to get a field goal from James Dakin. Now, Dakin's leg probably not like some of the kickers that have went on to college, most notably down in Lincoln, the last few years. So I'm thinking 40 would be comfortable. 
That means they need to get about 12 yards here. Or do you just step back and chuck it to the end zone a couple of times? I think Coach Cool is trying to set up a field goal. So first down, Murray in the pocket, throws over the middle of the football field, and it's picked off at the 20, up to the 30, down the left sideline, 40, and standing out of bounds there is going to be number one, Trevor Winterstein. Three picks here in the first half. And there was some miscommunication there because both of the Carney receivers on the right side went with the deep slant. They were about four yards apart, and Murray threw it well behind him, so he was expecting somebody to just stand up right there and get the catch at the 22. So Carney High had a couple of cracks here in the last minute of this second quarter, and the return comes to the Carney 48. And Elkhorn South with three seconds looks like they might take a crack at it. And Carney, seeing that, is going to go ahead and call their final timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney. So the last couple of minutes here haven't gone all that smooth. One play left here in the first half. It's 20 to 7. Elkhorn South. We'll be right back. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches beyond the farm. We support mental health programs for Nebraskans and inform youth and consumers about agriculture. We're your neighbors. Through our partnership with 4-H and FFA, we bring people together to strengthen our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, a passion for our land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Good crowd on hand here tonight. Bearcat alums. They even let a few of those Grand Island alums slide in here tonight as well. So we have three seconds to go before halftime. And quarterback of Elkhorn South, Elliot Brown, has 48 yards to cover. Three seconds to go. They're going to send out wide right guy Hunt. Twins to the left. It's Hail Mary time or just hand it off, see what you can get. It's hand it off, see what you can get right up the middle of the football field. Houston, he'll get it to the 30-yard line. That's a gain of 18, but it's also the final play of the first half. Carney cut it to 14-7. to Elkhorn South marched it right down the field, and then the Bearcats got it down inside the 40-yard line through a pick. Elkhorn South threw a pick on the next play, and Carney got it down to the 35 with 12 seconds but we're picked off again. So we have a halftime score of Elkhorn South 20 and Kearney High 7. Coming up the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. We'll look at the first half stats, all the scores from around the state, district volleyball, how the Lopers are doing tonight, talk about the Huskers, Lopers, and Broncos tomorrow. A lot to cover, so stay with us here on Power 99. Buzz's Marine knows that boat buying may not be on the top of your mind right now. But if you want to take advantage of in-stock incentives, first pick on their 2020 inventory, or want to special order your new boat and have it ready for spring, stop into Buzz's Marine and shop the full lineup of Tigers and exclusive StarCraft deck boats. They also have great buys on fishing boats and pontoons. The biggest selection from the east to the west coast. Find out more online at buzzesmarine.com. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Cardi. Aurora Cooperative is excited to launch Prairie Valley Seed Brand into the market. Prairie Valley has one goal in mind, and that's to help you grow. While providing cutting-edge genetics and technology packages in combination with our customized seed placement approach, you can rest assured that your seeds will work as hard as you do. At Prairie Valley Seed, we'll push the boundaries in seed innovation so you can push the boundaries in farming. Prairie Valley Seeds grow without limits. Tougher together, Aurora and you. 
Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value long. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of Railroad on first on the bricks downtown. Carney for a free estimate. Dayton. And we are here at halftime. It is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. For quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business, contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. Halftime at Foster Field, and your score is Elkhorn South 20 and Carney 7. Let's go ahead and uh, take a look at our PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard. Here in Class A, we had one final because of the 4 o'clock kickoff. Millard South beating Papillion La Vista South 42-21. to We have one late kickoff. Pius at number one. Millard West, the second half of that doubleheader at Buell Field. They've just begun. In the second quarter, it's Omaha Westside 14, Creighton Prep 6, and Grand Island 14, Lincoln Southwest 7. All the other games are at halftime in A. Bellevue West 14, Lincoln East nothing. Omaha Burke 14, Millard North nothing. Lincoln Southeast, 21, Omaha North, 3, and Omaha Westside, 14, Creighton Prep, 6. Again, the winner of this game plays the Millard West Pius winner, presumably Millard West, the number one seed. In Class B, at the half, it's McCook, 7, Hastings, 6. So McCook trying to uh, pull off a, another big one here against Hastings. They beat him in the playoffs last year, 11 to, 7 to 6. McCook leading at half. That game is on 12.30 a.m. KHAS and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Also at half in B, Waverly 28, Omaha Gross nothing, Bennington 21, Seward 13, Omaha Scott 14, and Blair 3. In the second quarter, it is Grand Island Northwest 10, Lexington nothing, Omaha Ron Colley 34, Plattsmouth 7, Norris 14, Elkhorn Mount Michael 10, and just kicking off out in the panhandle, Scott's Bluff and Alliance. In Class C1 earlier today, Wayne knocked off Kearney Catholic in a battle of seven and two teams, 28-21. to It was 14-0 at the half. The Stars cut it to 14-7. They cut it to 21-14. They cut it to 28-21, but ran out of time. Also a final, number one seed Adam Central pastes Valentine 64 to nothing, and it was Pierce over Chase County 55-21. At halftime, it is Ord 23, Gothenburg 7, and Columbus Scotus 28, Bishop Newman 6. In the second quarter, Aurora 12, Ogallala nothing, and Ashland Greenwood 13, Kozad 7. In Class C2, had one early start in the fourth quarter. BRLD, Bancroft, Rosalie, Lions, Decatur, leading Wilbur Claytonia 33-13. to Most games are at the half in C2. Top seed Sutton leading UTAN 24-7. Battle Creek over Fremont Bergen, 13-7. North Bend Central trailing North Platte St. Pat's, 14-3. Also at, or 14-13, excuse me. Also at the half, Oakland Craig trailing the number 15 seed, Hardington Cedar Catholic, 19-14. St. Paul leading St. Paul at the, uh, leading Centura at the half, 16-0. And Aquinas leading Shelby Rising City, 14-0. In the second quarter on the breeze, 94.5. Now they've just went to the half. It's Donovan Trouble, 14. And Centennial, nothing on the breeze, 94.5. Six man today. We had 100 points scored. 
Our friends over at SEM a couple of seasons ago had to forfeit some games because of numbers, and sometimes too many make the playoffs. That's a tough one. Uh, Cody Kilgore, 100 to nothing over SEM. I'm sure that'll get some plays some places. It's just that's what it is. That was the score. Arthur County beat Hartland Lutheran 59 to 38. McCool Junction over Crawford 55 to 40. Eustis Farnham wins a squeaker over Red Cloud 34 to 33. So they'll go to McCool Junction in the quarterfinals. Harvard and Spalding Academy are underway. Sioux County beating Sterling today 48 to 8. In the fourth quarter, Creek Valley is going to eliminate the defending champions from Wilcox Hildreth. They're up 52 to 14. And at the half, McPherson County Stapleton has a 30 to 8 lead over Maywood Hayes Center. Again, here at the half, it's Elkhorn South 20 and Kearney High 7. We have the second round of the Class D playoffs that will be going on next Wednesday, and we will be covering a host of football games for you, at least three, on our Platte River radio stations. And uh, let's take a look at uh, what is going on in those uh, state playoffs in D1. Have a pair of 5 o'clock games for you. Here on Power 99, Arcadia Loop City will host Sutherland in Arcadia. And Burwell will be at Elm Creek at 5 on ESPN 1460. Burwell and Elm Creek have had some battles in the past in the postseason, and they'll have another one here, in fact, uh, playing in the regular season. And uh, we have seen that matchup uh, before. So, uh Elm Creek trying to get Burwell for the uh, second time. And then also in Class D2 on the Breeze, 94.5 at 6 o'clock Wednesday night. Pleasanton will be at Kennesaw. Kennesaw's only loss this year came at the hands of Pleasanton. Other games, you have Mullen traveling to Sargent to play Twin Loop at 6. Elwood will host Central Valley at 4.30. Overton travels to the top seed Garden County in Oshkosh. That'll be at 5 o'clock Central Time. Lawrence Nelson in the east side of the bracket will head to Humphrey St. Francis, and that kickoff is set for 3 o'clock. Bruning Davenport Shickley in D1 is also in the east bracket. They will host Cross County at Bruning at 6 o'clock on Wednesday night. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll be back with more, including a look at what's coming up in the district volleyball tomorrow. 20-7, Elkhorn South, leading Kearney High. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. There's just one place where students are students first, and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports offer more than the joy of competition. Studies show that student-athletes in Nebraska are also likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in other areas of their lives, including academics. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Downey Drilling designs and installs complete water well systems for all your water well needs. We drill wells for agriculture, municipal, commercial, domestic, residential, and geothermal loop fields. From the well drilling to the pump installation and service, Downey Drilling Incorporated is your complete water well provider that takes pride in providing outstanding service to all its customers. Online at DowneyDrilling.com. 
One other score that we didn't have uh, last report, it is Wahoo 49, Boys Town nothing at the half in C1. The UNK uh, volleyball team comes away a winner tonight in four sets over 14th-ranked Northwest Missouri State, 25-16, 25-14, 21-25, and 24-15. So uh, they improved to 25-0 and and will host number 9 Central Missouri tomorrow, and that is at uh, 5 o'clock. Husker Volleyball rolling Rutgers tonight. They get number 7 Penn State tomorrow. Hastings Volleyball playing Dort tonight at Northwestern of Iowa uh, tomorrow. As we said, there's a ton of district volleyball tomorrow, classes B, C, and D. And we've got a couple of games for you, but while we are here at the half, 20-7, to 7, Elkhorn South leading Kearney. Let's go ahead and run down what's uh, going on tomorrow for you. Uh, in starting class B, we're at 12 noon. Grand Island Northwest will host Alliance at 1. Lexington is at Waverly. Waverly the 2 seed. And then the 8-9 matchup in Hastings, the Tigers taking on Aurora at 2.30. We'll have the Kearney Catholic Broken Bow match from Cozad here on Power 99 at 4 o'clock. Elsewhere in C1, St. Paul plays Loganview Scribner-Schneider at Columbus High School at 4 o'clock. Southern Valley plays Norfolk Catholic at 4 o'clock at Grand Island Northwest. In C1 at 4 o'clock at North Platte St. Pat's, St. Cecilia will take on Bridgeport. Arcadia Loop City will be taking on Ponca at Columbus's Central Community College. That gets underway at 5 o'clock. Grand Island Central Catholic will play Lord Central Catholic at Centennial High School tomorrow at 2. Centura will play Lutheran High Northeast, the 4 seed, and that is at 4 o'clock in Albion at Boone Central. South Loop and Summerlin, the 8-9 matchup, will play in Burwell, and that is at 5 o'clock. In D1, the top seed is Pleasanton. We'll have their game with Sutherland on ESPN 1460 tomorrow from Gothenburg at 4. Kennesaw plays 2 seed Dillerodell at 3 at Fillmore Central. Fullerton and Chambers-Wheeler Central play at 2 at St. Paul. Overton, the 5 seed, will take on Cambridge at 6 o'clock tomorrow at Holdridge. Then we move on to D2, where the top seed Lawrence Nelson will play Cody Kilgore. That's at Maxwell High School at 2 o'clock. BDS and Exeter Milligan play at Fillmore Central at 7. Bertrand and Windside will play at Aurora at 4. And Giltner and Nebraska Christian will play at Grand Island Senior High. That is at 5 o'clock. The state volleyball tournament begins next Thursday with numerous teams from the area expected to qualify during those district finals tomorrow. We'll take a look at the first half stats here between the Bearcats and Elkhorn South. The Storm lead at 20-7 in a moment on Power 99. Builders knows that you would rather spend time enjoying your home than constantly repairing it. That's why we offer only the highest quality products from the best known suppliers like Pella Windows and DeWalt Power Tools. We also know that price matters and that's why we back everything with a guaranteed price match. If you find the exact same item somewhere else, we'll match it. It's not a gimmick or a ploy, it's just our way of making sure our customers get the best products at the best prices. At Builders and Carney and Grand Island. When the weather changes, so can the performance of your transmission. Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions, and we want to help you avoid getting stuck in the tough snow. If your 4x4 is not working or your transmission's not shifting correctly, bring it in now. Get your vehicle winter ready with free diagnostics available. The only way is TBK, 2520 Avenue Q, Kearney. Learn more at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions, the only way is TBK. 
About 90 years before the seeds for the trees that produce the lumber that they sell were even planted, Mead Lumber was born in Nebraska. So now when you have the seed of an idea for a new building project from concept to design, delivery to installation, Mead Lumber in Kearney has a team of professionals to assist you with every phase of your project and service that you'd expect from a neighbor. Stop by Mead Lumber at 1440 West 56th Street to get started. Log on to MeadLumber.com. Mead Lumber in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. And we are back here on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Let's go ahead and take a look at the first half numbers that we've got for you. First off for Elkhorn South, it's mostly on the ground, and they have run off some big chunks. They've controlled the time of possession. Uh, Carney was doing some good things in the first eight minutes of that second quarter, but then Elkhorn South still found a way to get two interceptions and get a score. Eli Hustad, 12 carries, 139 yards, and a touchdown. Blaze Doxon, one carry, four yards. Ben Warren, four carries, 72 yards and a touchdown. And Elliott Brown, nine carries, 79 yards and a touchdown. I have Elkhorn South with 26 rushing attempts for 287 yards in the first half of play. To put that in perspective for you, uh, Carney High on the defensive side of the ball when it comes to the rush, they give up. 103 yards per contest, and Elkhorn South has 287 through the air. They're 2 of 4, Brown is, with one pick for 11 yards. So 298 yards of offense. 10 first downs because a lot of that big chunk plays. They've punted it twice for an average of 28 and a half yards. One interception. Seven penalties has kind of been the uh, bugaboo here for the storm. They have seven penalties in this football game for 65 yards. We'll look at the numbers for Carney High right after this. Welcome to Freddy's. How's it going, bud? My parents said we're going plant-based. I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound good. Every once in a while, a kid needs a treat. A pumpkin pie concrete, please. You got it, sir. We understand. If you're going to be bad, it better be good. And no one satisfies your cravings better than Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. The experience that puts a smile on your face and the taste that brings you back. For a limited time, try Freddy's Pumpkin Pie Concrete. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, 1010 3rd Avenue, Kearney. This is Bob from B&B Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring, but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience. Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at B&B and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. B&B Carpet and Donovan, where our customers say, that's where we always go. Back on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report, here's your first half stats for Carney High. Miko Maisner, nine carries, 52 yards. Gabe Gilsdorf, one carry, two yards, and the Bearcats touchdown. And for Colin Murray, five carries, 13 yards. So far, 15 carries in the first half for 65 yards. For Murray, he's put it up 15 times. He's completed seven of those, but three interceptions in the first half. 71 yards through the air, 65 on the ground, 136 yards for Carney. That's eight first downs. They've punted the ball three times for an average of 39 yards. The three interceptions are the turnovers and three five-yard penalties for 15. 
The first two possessions for Elkhorn South, they scored a 56-yard drive at the 9.27 mark, capped by Elliott Brown's 33-yard touchdown run. The extra point kick was made by Brian Cross, 7-0. Carney High had to punt it away again, but this time after at least getting a couple of first downs, they pinned Elkhorn South with the help of a penalty back at the 13. Didn't matter, an 87-yard drive capped by Ben Warren's 45-yard touchdown run. 2.42 to go in the first. It was 14 to nothing. Carney finally got on the board on a two-yard run by Gabe Gilsdorf after making Elkhorn South punt a 31-yarder. They got a 21-yard return by Richter to the 29. Dakin adds the kick, 2.50 to go in the second quarter, 14-7. to But then Eli Hustad breaks off a 52-yard run to get it down to the Carney 20, and they score with 56 seconds to go. Hustad took it in from two yards out. They missed the extra point because they dropped the snap, and that made it 20-7. to And then we had three interceptions in the final 56 seconds of the first half, two on Carney and one. Feldnacker and Winterstein made the interceptions for uh, Elkhorn South, and Miller made the interception for Kearney, but couldn't get any points on the board. And that brings us to halftime, 20-7, to Elkhorn South. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. The second half is next on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Mary Lanning's been a very successful hospital in the area, a longstanding service to the community for over 100 years now. One of the important things that set Mary Lanning apart is its focus on safety and service to the community. My family grew up in this area. My parents both went to Hastings High School and my grandparents lived in the town. So I think it's, it's part of the culture here in the Midwest. So I think it just is carrying over from the culture in this area to being practiced through the hospital. I liked the idea of coming to a smaller community and providing the service that a neurosurgeon can provide. It means that the patients have the confidence that they can get high-level treatment at their local hospital. My name is Dr. Scott Bell. I'm a neurosurgeon at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Well, Elkhorn South will get a pooch kick here to them to try and return to start this quarter. They'll pick it up at the 10, up to the 15, the 20, and they'll drop him there at about the 25-yard line by Warren, and it'll be first down and 10 here for Elkhorn South. So Carney's down 20-7. to What's it going to take for the Bearcats to get back into this one? Well, they are going to have to play as good a defense as they did in the early portion of the second quarter. They've started to move the ball on offense, but it's all about defense. Full house backfield here. That's how they scored their last touchdown, handed off on the right side to Houston, and he'll get a minimal gain out to about the 27-yard line. But it appears to me that it's going to be very hard for Carney to stop every big play. Elkhorn South had so many big rushing plays, and Carney was doing better as the first half progressed, but they still popped off that 52-yarder on their last scoring drive, and that is what you're going to have to do. You've got three guys in this football game that can show they can do things, and now you've got a different formation. They've gone away from all the wide receivers. Brown, this time, going to hand it off again to the third back through, and nowhere to go to the 30-yard line. So Hustad, minimal gain. It's going to be third at about five and a half. Going to mark him just short. Of the 30-yard line. And this is where Carney has to come up with the stop. This is where Elkhorn South really ran them over the first two drives of this football game. Now they'll go back to that three, four wide receiver set, twins each way. 
Ward and Houston have switched off back and forth in the backfield. Brown out of the pistol on third and long five. He'll take the snap, wants to drop back and pass. Has time down the middle of the football field, one-on-one, and the ball is caught by Houston at the 37-yard line. Richter was all over him, waving his hands, and somehow it ends up in his bread basket. That's a tough one there. All the way down, they'll say officially at the 39-yard line, a 32-yard pass completion by far, the best through the air at Elkhorn South in Kearney territory again. Handed off, Houston after the great catch, gets back to the line of scrimmage, no gain. So Eli makes a beautiful catch there. I don't know how Richter's hand didn't hit that football. I guess you see it from time to time on Saturday and Sunday too. It just didn't. And now Richter's going to rotate out of the football game here second for a second. Down second down, 10 at the 38-yard line of Carney, already leading it 20-7. to 7. Opening drive, two minutes gone here in the third quarter. Carney showing blitz. Motion out of the backfield this time as Doxon to the right. That's where they'll run the football with Brown. He finds a seam up to the 30-yard line, and he is going to pick up about seven on the play. And that'll bring up third down and short our state football. Brought to you by our friends at Impact Ag Partners. Of course, field conditions are perfect here at Foster Field with the turf field. And your Pioneer representatives are Craig Weeches and Todd Travis. They know more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. With Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed, science with service, delivering success. Third and three here. For Elkhorn South, Twins in the backfield. They'll hand it off to Doxon around the right side, and he is going to stretch forward, I think, just enough for the first down. Blaze Doxon got upended, but he was on his back on top of a player and was able to get to that first down marker. And Rich looks like the first down. We might have a player down on the field here for the Bearcats, away from where the tackle was. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy. Parker Weiss jogging out there. And let's see who the injured player is. He's been kind of huddled around over there on the far side of the field. I can't quite tell. We'll try to pick up that number and bring it to you after this timeout. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Look Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. With our producer engineer, Nick Grimes, Doug Duda back with you here at UNK's Foster Field. Again, a big thank you to Athletic Director Ryan Hogue and the crew here for their hospitality, trying to find a way to get Carney into the second round of the playoffs. Millard West and Pius scoreless in the second quarter. Again, West hasn't necessarily been a quick striking team in the first half of their games. Elsewhere, at the half, Grand Island leading Lincoln Southwest 28-7. Burke leading Millard North 14-0. Everybody else is in the third quarter. Bellevue West leading Lincoln East 21-0. Lincoln Southeast over Omaha North 21-10. West side over Creighton Prep 28-6. The final from earlier today, Millard South over Papio South 42-21. In Class B, second quarter, Scotts Bluff 14, Alliance nothing. 
at the half. It is Norris 14, Elkhorn Mount Michael 10. Northwest leads Lexington 10 to 3. Scott over Blair 14 to 3. Bennington over Seward 21 to 13. In the third quarter, Ron Colley over Plattsmouth 34 to 7. Waverly blanking Gross 35 to nothing, and it's still McCook 7 and Hastings 6. Still our Carney man down on the field. Over on the far side, they've taken the helmet off. And again, they've surrounded him with uh, him laying down. I have not been able to see a number now finally setting up over there. Uh, C1 today. Finals, Adams Central over Valentine, 64 to nothing. Wayne beat Kearney Catholic, 28 to 21. Pierce over Chase County, 55 to 21. In the third quarter, Ord leads Gothenburg, 23 to 14. Columbus Scotus over Bishop Newman, 35 to 6. At the half, Aurora over Ogallala, 12 to 7. Wahoo over Boystown, 49 to nothing. And Ashland Greenwood over Kozad, 26 to 7. And the injured Carney Bearcat is going to be Gabe Gilsdorf. Gabe, who scored the touchdown, being helped off the field, and this does not look good. Might have to head down to our sideline reporter, Dave Roseberry, to catch up with uh, what happened there. But they are helping him off, and he is gingerly walking. We say that because we got to see a Kearney alum, Ty Roseberry, and Grand Island alum, Shay Shanneman, back uh, for the ball game tonight, playing with the Husker baseball team. Boy, I don't know if that's an ankle or worse, possibly a knee. So we're ready to get back to action here. And Gilsdorf comes out. Parker Weiss comes in. And as we return to action, first and ten on the sweep. They hand it off here to Doxon. He is looking for running room, and they string him out. There is nowhere to go. He breaks three, four, five tackles, but never got upfield. And there will be no gain on the play. It'll be second down and ten. Ball, in fact, they might have even lost a yard or two, I guess is what they're going to say. So we'll back him up a couple. Call it second down and 12. And again, when you look out there, one of five on field goal attempts this year for Brian Cross. He definitely has the leg. But they're not thinking field goal. They're thinking a put-away touchdown. 20-7. to seven. In motion again, Doxon. They'll... Fake the handoff, quarterback draw Brown, and there's a nice hit by Seth Stroh that knocks both Brown and Stroh to the ground. It is a gain of five to the 25-yard line, but it sets up third down long. Bearcats needing to get a stop here on the opening drive of this third quarter. Elkhorn South has already chewed up four minutes. It started at their own 20, and now it's at the Kearney High 25. Weiss in there at that middle linebacker showing blitz backs up. Brown wants to throw. Has all day to throw. Now rolls to his left. Still rolling. Now comes back to his right. Has room to run if he wants to go. Let's it fly on the sideline. It is complete at the first down marker. And that is enough to move the chains. Around and around and around and around. And that was about a 10-second scramble before it is hauled in by Nate Allen. His first catch of the night. Needed seven. And that's exactly what they got to move the change. That's the second time tonight that he has been able to scramble, and that tells you what a good job that offensive line is doing. They don't hold on that play, and they don't go downfield. In fact, they had three holds in the first quarter have only had one, and that was early in the second since then. First and 10 at the 18-yard line of the Bearcats. Houston 
fakes the handoff to him. Brown takes it right up the middle of the field and gets to the 10 before Kemp and Richter make the tackle. They'll give him the nine. It's going to be a gain of nine, and now Brown has hit 100 yards. Hustad has 137. Warren has 72, thanks to a couple of big runs, including the 45-yard touchdown. So second and one for the Storm at the Carney nine-yard line. Trying to go up by three scores. Pressure from the outside. Brown scrambles to his right, avoids the tackle in the backfield, and gets into the end zone. Touchdown, but a penalty flag comes out on the play. It looked like Johnson was going to make the tackle. He had him by the jersey, but he got away. And then there apparently is a hold on the edge, and that'll bring it backwards. So instead of a touchdown, we were just talking about the holds, and they had been hanging out pretty good. First penalty of the second half. Five minutes have been chewed up on this drive, and Elkhorn South will now have to take it at their own 21-yard line. Second down and 11 after they gain nine on first down. Split out wide to the right is Allen. Guy Hunt, slot to the right. That's a kid that just has to block. They don't give him the ball very much. Looks more like a running back at 160 pounds, and he's just out there in the slot blocking. Now they're going to go five wide. Last time they did this, Elliott Brown ran the quarterback draw. Second and 11 at the 19. Motion from right to left, and they will give another jet sweep to Doxon. He'll turn up field and get to the 17-yard line, a gain of only two on the play. Weiss is in there off the bottom of the pile for Carney High is Braden Rich. And that will bring up third down and nine. 20 to 7 in favor of Elkhorn South. Bearcats have gotten much better defensively as this game has went along, but after they were gutted for three long drives in the first half, they have not been able to come back. Had an opportunity right before halftime, but a couple of turnovers really hurt them. Third and nine at the 17 yard line. In motion again, Doxon from left to right. Fake the jet sweep. Quarterback draw off the right side. Brown looks for a hole. Weiss squares him up at the 14-yard line, and he'll drive him backwards. That's going to be a gain of three on the play. Now it's decision time for Coach Rosenberg. Do you try a field goal? And that's already been made. The decision has been made. Here comes a special teams unit. And this is still a victory for the Bearcats because even if this field goal goes in, it's a 16-point game, technically two possessions, if you can score twice and get the two-point conversion. So it'll be fourth down from the 15. This will be a 32-yard field goal attempt by Brian Cross. As we said, they haven't had to try many of those this year. One of five on the season. The ball is right in the middle of the football field. The 32-yard attempt, and we're going to get a penalty flag. The kick is up, and the kick looked like it was wide right. But instead, we've got to delay a game penalty on Elkhorn South. And as much as the Carney coaches wanted that one, I think he missed the kick. Judging by where that ball landed in the north stands, I'm pretty sure he missed the kick. Now they back him up for a 37-yard attempt. Again, ball right in the middle of the football field. 5.35 to go. They chewed up 6.25 on this drive. Kearney hasn't got the ball yet in the second half. Brian Cross awaits the snap. The kick is away. The kick has plenty on it. It's still going up as it goes through the uprights. So the penalty actually saves Elkhorn South. 
three points. A 37-yard field goal with 5.30 to go in the third quarter. Elkhorn South 23, Carney 7 on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Ooh, that light lunch didn't cut it. And our dinner reservations aren't until when? Well, this is just embarrassing. Enough is enough. Stop the growl with Amigos' new quesadilla snackers. A mini quesadilla with chicken or ground beef, bacon bits, and Amigos Ranch. They're just the right size at just the right price. Don't deal with a grumbling stomach. Stop the growl for only $1.99 with new quesadilla snackers only at Amigos. Limited time only. If what your crop needs is potassium, what you need to feed it is Locomotive. Designed to enhance crop growth and quality, Locomotive gives crops what they need in the safest form. Chlorine-free formula, providing high absorption rates to deliver critical nutrition quickly. Locomotive is the foliar potassium that doesn't hesitate when it comes to your crop's performance. No matter what the conditions, if you want potassium in your crop, you want Locomotive. To get your crop what it needs, see your local Nutrient Ag Solutions retailer today. The State High School football playoffs on Power 99 brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Cross to boot it away here with Southwell and Maisner. Back deep for Kearney High. They stand at the 10. And again, kind of a pooch kick that will be taken by the up man at the 17-18 yard line, 25-30. And the ball was fumbled, but he fell right back on top of it at the 35-yard line. So that's where the Bearcats will take over on the return, Alex Hunt. They kicked a short one to him right before halftime uh, when they scored as well. Our next football coverage on Wednesday here on Power 99, Arcadia Loop City will host Sutherland at 5. Also, Elm Creek will be hosting Burwell on ESPN 1460 at 5, and Kennesaw will host Pleasanton at 6 on the breeze, 94.5. So the Bearcats take over, down by 16. First down and 10, trips to the left side, inside handoff there for Maisner, trying to run right over right side, got his blockers, and gets out to the 40-yard line before he is drugged down by Carter Richardson. He was very patient there, just leaning on his right guard, Tanner Ostermeyer, and he'll pick up six on the play. Again, that's the first offensive snap of the quarter of the half by Carney High. Elkhorn South just had a couple of big plays and ran a lot of clock because of a couple of penalties on that last drive. Second out and four at their own 40. Stroh to the right. Murray steps up under pressure, and this time he breaks a tackle, breaks a third tackle, and then he really gets stuck after picking up a couple of yards up to the 42-yard line. Good job by Colin Murray, though, to stay on his feet as Jack Parody was in there. And also in there was Jackson Jorth. But if you break the tackle of Mr. Parody, you have done something. And so a gain of three on the play for Murray, and it's third down and one. And again, third and one, you think line up, go get it, but always running out of the spread for the most part. They did line up under center a couple of times down at the two. And they sprint up to the line, but Murray's in the pistol. Hands it to Maisner around the left side, and he is going to get the first down. He made the first man miss on the corner. Coming in there was Teddy Prohaska, the Husker commit, but the Princeton commit was able to get up inside him, and that'll be a gain of three on the play out to the, or two on the play out to the 45. But it moves the chains here for Carney, and the Bearcats have to find a way to take this drive down and get into the end zone. 
before the fourth quarter comes up. They are down 23-7. to They were stymied in the first quarter, got the touchdown of the second, and had a chance to get more points, but the turnovers slowed that down. Trips right, option that way. Pitch out to Maisner, and again, this just hasn't worked. Miko trying to make a couple of men miss, gets up to midfield before he is bear-hugged down by Colin McDonald, who's also a 285-pound defensive tackle. Five yards for Maisner, and that'll bring up second down and five. And don't forget the Huskers tomorrow are on the breeze, 94.5. Pre-game is at 6 a.m. And kickoff's at 11. When it's in Lincoln, you usually get up, you drive to the pre-game, or while the pre-game's on, it's something to listen to while you're making the trip. I don't think a lot of people are going to be up for any real reason at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Second down here. They'll hand it off to Maisner. Right side has a hole, 45. Well, that's Kemp into the ball game. Kemp with his first carry. We'll get down to the 44-yard line, and the tackle is made by Shea Wright, and that is enough to move the chains. Alex Kemp, he is the second-leading rusher on this football team. You usually see a little bit more of him as the second half progresses, but that is the first carry he's been in doing his job defensively. Lincoln Southwest has scored here in the third quarter, but Grand Island's still up 28-14. First and 10 Bearcats at the Storm 43. Murray keeping it himself. You could have said it was an option, but he was keeping it all the way inside the 40, and they keep pushing forward all the way down to the 36, maybe the 35. And Carney High now is starting to get a little bit more push on that offensive line following a Carter Kraus and Gabe Van Winkle over there. That's going to be a gain of eight on the play for Murray. We talked about it in the pregame that if this was a close game of who was going to wear down who, and you just kind of figured Elkhorn South had a lot more up front. But Carney High is coming out and moving that line here on this opening drive of the third quarter for Carney. Elkhorn South was held to a field goal. Kemp still in there. Want to throw down the middle of the field one-on-one for Miller, and they overshot him, although he was blanketed by Caden Ballard. Just took that shot on the tight end right down the middle of the field and incomplete. So that'll bring up third down and about two yards to go. Stopping the clock with 137 to go in the third. It's 23-7. to Elkhorn South leading Kearney high. Elsewhere, Hastings has now got things going. A couple of touchdowns to take a 21-7 lead over McCook. Centennial has scored. Donovan Trumbull's up 14 to seven, it looks like, over Centennial. Quick snap. They'll hand it on the inside. Trap to uh, Kemp. Tries to get to the corner on the right side, but he is run out of bounds there by a host of Storm football players. Jack Parody is there. Caden Ballard is there. And that's going to bring up fourth down and a yard as Kemp picked up one. So Carney converted a one-yarder earlier on this to Maisner. Fourth and one. At the 34-yard line of Elkhorn South. With a minute to go in the third, trailing 23-7. No need to tell you how important this is. Bearcats have to find a way to convert. Out of the pistol, trips left, stroke right. Murray wants to run it himself, and he got through the seam, gets to the 30, and an ankle tackle keeps him from going maybe all the way by parity. He'll be brought down at the 28-yard line, a six-yard Gain for Colin Murray. 
Boy, that's gutsy. That is gutsy right there because Elkhorn South just didn't fill the gap. He ran it between his right guard and his right tackle, Ostermeyer and Van Winkle, and they cleared the way, getting uh, McDonald out of the way that time. First and 10 Bearcats at the 27-yard line. Murray hands it off to Kemp, starts right, goes left, gets tripped up, falls inside the 25-yard line, and to the 24, it looks like we've got some laundry on the field, and Carney is applauding. This might be a big one on Elkhorn South. Let's find out. Carney started to applaud, but now maybe they're not so happy. And it looks like our official on Carney. That is a killer right there. So a little too much pushing and shoving after that tackle was made. We'd had a little John going on back and forth, and that is Carney's first penalty of the second half, but it's going to move the ball all the way back to the 39-yard line and bring up second down. And they need to get to the 18, so 21 yards to go. And Carney High now is just going to let the clock expire, and we are going to go to the fourth quarter. So Carney down 16, 12 minutes to go in the regular season, and they face a second and 21 at the Storm 39-yard line. After three, Elkhorn South 23, Carney 7 on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Anywhere fall activities take you, Friesen Ford has you covered. With a great selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, right on our lot. Friesen Ford has a selection to make it anywhere your fall activities take you. From marching band practices to high school football and volleyball games, their friendly sales team will work with you to find a car that fits your needs. And easy financing options are available. See the selection today at Friesen Ford, just off I-80 in Aurora, or online at FriesenFord.com for sales, service, parts. Trust your friendly Friesen Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes and would like to wish them good luck in their competition. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Good luck, athletes. The Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com and nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy and one girl winner will be listed on PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by B&B Carpet. Philip Tran of Kearney was our reigning boys winner, but it's November 1st. And our new Athletes of the Month, Travis Meek, Ravenna Football. They went 7-1 this year. And Josie Jacobowski, St. Paul Volleyball. They are undefeated and have yet to lose a set. We're ready to start the fourth quarter. We'll get to some more scores here for you on the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard in just a moment. Don't forget, at the end of our coverage tonight, the Rivals and Rots scoreboard with all the action from around the state. Second and 21, Carney at the 39. They're trying to set up a middle screen. It's not there, and Murray throws it into the turf. Now, Miko Maisner was there, and that's what the official is saying. Everybody's yelling for... An intentional grounding, but Miko Maisner was there, well covered, trying to set up a little middle screen there. And Murray, who was snake-bitten in the latter portions of the second quarter with a couple of turnovers, did not want to turn it over there. And again, Carney's in a situation here where they're going to have to go for it. Third down and 21, so they want to get 
some of it. And that's what that whole screen was about, to see if you could get 8, 10, 12 and see what that was going to do for you. Carney hustles up to the line here. Play clock down to 3, 2. Miller, Miller, uh, Murray takes the snap, steps up in a pocket. Prohaska is coming after him, and this time Teddy's got him. He was looking downfield, and everybody was covered. Looking for Miller, looking for Braden Rich, and now they won't be able to go for it as Prohaska will get the first sack of the game here for the Elkhorn South defense. A loss of three, and that brings up fourth down and 24 for the Bearcats at Elkhorn South's 42-yard line. Tough one there for Kearney High. Grand Island has answered. It's 35-14 Islanders over Lincoln Southwest late in the third quarter. Stroh waits, 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 boots it away. Fair catch called for. It hits at the 11 to the 5, and Kemp downs it at the 2. So a 40-yard punt and beautiful coverage there by the Bearcats. And another penalty flag on the field. This one is at the 30-yard line. That is an odd place to have a flag. It was nowhere near where the ball bounced. It's nowhere near the line of scrimmage. I would think you're looking. Well, Elkhorn South says it's on Carney. Hands to the face, something weird like that. Because where that would be, you would think maybe that would be a hold on the return team. Let's see what our referee tells us after a lengthy discussion. Well, he's not going to tell us anything yet. Looks like this might be one of those where they're going to force Carney to re-kick it. At least give us the preliminary signal and then let them decide what the uh, acceptance is going to be or not. We did not get the preliminary signal. While we were waiting for the crew here to tell us, our state football coverage in the playoffs brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer, Pioneer Knows More. Just underway here in the fourth quarter, 23-7, Elkhorn South. A block in the back on the kicking team. That will be one that at some point you want to look at on film because it's almost impossible to block somebody in the back when you are running downfield. <laughs> so Elkhorn South will be facing you to block you. And so they will mark the penalty off from the two or the three out to the 13-yard line. So an unusual one there. And it'll be first down and 10 for Elkhorn South. They'll start at the 13-yard line for the second time here this evening, up 23-7, trying to put the Bearcats away, first minute of the fourth. And they'll hand it off to Houston again. Starts right, comes back left, then gets leveled by Jackson Worley at the 13. That is the original line of scrimmage. They're going to say he got up to the 14, one yard of progress. And we've seen that both ways today where we've seen some kids break the tackle only to see about the fourth guy just plant them into the turf. Second down and nine. Houston had 132 yards in the first half, six in the second half. Warren had 72 in the first half, none in the second half. The quarterback, Brown, 79 in the first half, 26 in the second half. And on second down, straight up the gut, make it to the 19-yard line before another... Gang tackle. Eli Hustad is going to get five on that one, and that's what Elkhorn South wants to do. They want to run the clock. It's third down, 
But it is third down and four yards to go. Carney High comes up with a stop here. They would still get pretty decent field position, you would think. Again, earlier today, Carney Catholic also had a 7-2 regular season like these Bearcats. Lost to Wayne 28-21. We've got some fourth quarter scores. Gothenburg has cut it to three. They trail Ord 23-20. Remember, that went to overtime last week with a field goal winner. Brown wants to keep it himself, and Jack Johnson fights off a hold and still gets him. They didn't throw the flag, but you can see his jersey come away from his shoulder pads, and he is going to throw Elliott Brown down behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of five on the play. And Carney's defense has been very, very good since the first quarter, allowing just a couple of big plays, but they have made the adjustments. They just can't get their offense to go along with them, and they've moved the ball better. Carney's probably played better football uh, since the first quarter, but... That's not what the score shows. Richter stands at midfield awaiting the punt here of Brian Cross. He'll boot it away, away from Richter, trying to get some roll. Actually got a pretty good punt. It'll get into Carney territory and bounce out of bounds at around the 45-yard line. And that is where they will mark it. A 42-yard punt, much better than the 26 and the 31-yarders earlier. And Carney High still good field position at their own 47. They've got all their timeouts. 9.03 to go. Other scores to pass along to you in the fourth quarter. Aurora leads Ogallala 18-7. Ashland Greenwood has turned it on in the second half. They lead Cozad 47-7 in the fourth quarter. Hastings has turned it on in the second half. They were down 7-6 at half. They lead it 35-7 over McCook. Northwest leads Lexington 24-3 in the third. Sutton has just beaten Utan 32-7. Maisner, handoff, left side, gets to the outside, and he's got room. 40, 35-30, angle on him, 25-20, and he can't stay in bounds. Good coverage over there to force him out, Caden Ballard. But Nico Maisner able to take it all the way down to the 11-yard line, a gain of 42, and Maisner now over 100 yards, and Carney has it in their end zone at the 11-yard line, and they do that quickly. So do they go to the air for a quick strike, or do they just try to run it into the end zone? This is kind of where Carney would have some problems against these big boys from Elkhorn South. They hustle up to the line, bunch to the right side, give it Mazner that side, and didn't work. He is going to be drugged down well, from behind three, by Syrian Thompson. A gain of one for Miko. Second and nine at the ten. Field goals will do you no good right now. Carney needs touchdowns and two-point conversions. Brandon Cool talking with his quarterback, Colin Murray. Taking a little too much time. Murray finally gets back out to the huddle with 15 seconds on the play clock. That final in Sutton, by the way, was 46-7 over U10. Twins right, Stroh left. Murray takes the snap, fakes it to, no, he's going to give it to Miko. Miko over the left side gets to the seven. So a gain of three. And it is third down and six at the seven. Eight minutes to go. You have to figure Carney's only going to get two more possessions, third this being one of them. From the seven yard line. You ran it on first, you ran it on second. I'd almost imagine that you're going to run it on third, unless this is your bread and butter play. Stroh is going to be out here one-on-one against Hooker. To the right side, Murray, there it is, slant pass to him. He caught it, but he didn't get the first down. Now they say incomplete. 
They say Hooker knocked it out of there incomplete. He would have been a half yard short of the first down. And that'll bring up fourth down. Carney zero yards passing in the second half on only three attempts. And now stopping the clock with 7.34 to go. That was pretty much right in Stroh's belly. They just got fingertips in there. So a huge call here for Carney High, really needing it to stay any chance of this football game. And now the Bearcats are going to have to burn a timeout. The clock wasn't running, and they burn a timeout because it took too long to get the play into the game. Don't usually see that for Carney High. Our first touch, uh, timeout of the half, 7.34 to go in the game, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Carney, taking care of you since 1994, specializing in you. The score is Elkhorn South 23, Carney 7. The Bearcats have it fourth and six at the seven when we return. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. State football playoff action on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Glad to have you along with us here in the Carney Towing Repair broadcast booth. As always, a big thank you to the many fine sponsors who allow us to bring you high school sports throughout the season. And again, every one of the state football championship games from Memorial Stadium at the end of this month on ESPN 1460 and 1550. Fourth and six, Carney at the Elkhorn South Seven. They've got Stroh now in the slot to the right side. Colin Murray calling out the cadence, takes the snap, looks right, fade in the end zone for Stroh, overthrew him, and that is incomplete. So Carney makes it all the way down to the 11 on a beautiful run from Miko Maisner, and they're not able to convert. Stopped on fourth down. At the Elkhorn South 7 with 7.29 to go in the football game. And now it gets pretty real out there. Carney High is going to need a break. And Elkhorn South hasn't been very gracious at giving those up. They have one turnover. And they are going to go big backfield. How big? Ben Ewell, 230-pound junior, is in the backfield as a blocker. Brown stays in there. As the quarterback in the pistol position, Houston and Warren, but it's been mostly Houston here in the second half. They'll hand it to Eli again, gets around the left end, gets to the 15, trying for the big one to the 20, and he'll be drugged down around the 22-yard line. Uh, first down, but Braden Rich makes the tackle. And a gain of 15. So you're thinking just uh, go ahead and clog things up up the middle. And hope to get to the running back on a safe play, but they're going to move him around. Again, the story was Elkhorn South scored touchdowns on their first two possessions and then had one in the final minute of the second quarter. But even though they've moved the ball and they ran for 287 yards in the first half, Carney has done an extremely much better job since that first quarter. 
And on first down, Houston again off the left side and again into the secondary. And again, Rich and Mazner have to bring him down after he gains a first down over the 30 out to the 33-yard line. 11 more. Other scores, updates in Class A. At the half, Millard West 21, Pius nothing. Final, Bellevue West 42, Lincoln East nothing. In the fourth, Burke 31, Millard North nothing, Lincoln Southeast 28, Omaha North 10, Westside 49, Prep 13. Grand Island leading Southwest 35-14 in the third, and earlier today, Millard South beat Papio South 42-21. First down and 10 here, Elkhorn South at their own 33, leading it 23-7. Brown hands it off, Houston again, this time he does keep it inside, and he'll be gang tackled as he gets to the 36-yard line, a gain of two. With 6.15 and counting in Class B, all games still going. In the second quarter, Scotts Bluff leads Alliance 27-0. In the third, Norris 38, Mount Michael 10, Northwest 24, Lexington 3, and Waverly 42, gross nothing. In the fourth, Hastings has scored 36 unanswered. They lead McCook 42-7. Bennington in a shootout leads Seward 41-35. Scott 21-3 over Blair. Ron Colley 42-21 over Plattsmouth. We'll look at C in a moment. Second down and eight at their own 36. Brown, Houston again, hole off the left side, and just some big hits up there. And you can hear the Elkhorn South crowd as Teddy Prohaska just cleared some room out to the 43-yard line. That's going to be a gain of seven on the play. It'll be third down and one. In C1, the finals, Wayne over Kearney Catholic, 28-21. Adams Central over Valentine, 64-0. Pierce over Chase County, 55-21. Wahoo over Boys Town, 50-0. I thought it was 49-0. We'll double-check that. Aurora holding on against Aurora in the fourth quarter, 18-13. Third and one. This time they'll bring in a little bit more of a bruiser in Ben Warren, and he'll have the first down. Only got a couple on the play, but that's all he needed. And another first down here for Elkhorn South, and this is kind of what we thought maybe we would see more of today from Elkhorn South, just trying to run it up over you, but they were able to get outside early in this football game. Other scores to bring along to you. Ord still leads Gothenburg 23-20 in the fourth. We'll take a look at uh, C2 in a second, but... Right now, Brown doing a good job of using the entire play clock here. First and ten. Turns, hands it off again over the right side. It is Doxon. Doxon spins away. And he'll get to the 49-yard line. Gain of three for Blake Doxon, 175-pound senior. In C2, Sutton over Utah, 46-7. Bancroft, Rosalie, Lions, Decatur beats Wilbur Claytonia, 39-21. Everybody else is in the fourth quarter. Battle Creek 27, Bergen 14, North Platte St. Pat's 21, North Bend Central 16, Oakland Craig 22, Hardington Cedar Catholic, the number 15 seed, 19, 22-19. Donovan Trumbull leads Centennial 22-14, St. Paul leads Centura 22-0, and Aquinas over Shelby Rising City 27-0. Brown's going to keep it this time around the left side, and he has got some room. 45-40, tripped up right there. And another first down. They weren't thinking touchdown. They were thinking just get the first down and move the chains. And they will spot the ball all the way down at the 35-yard line. That's a gain of 14 for Brown. So the Bearcats 
against the bigger offensive lines that could run the football in Millard West and Elkhorn South really gave them some trouble. And their season is going to come to an end here tonight with a record of 7-3. and three. Elkhorn South is going to go to 7-3 and three and on to the next round of the playoffs as Houston takes it right up the middle, finds a little bit of a seam, squirts inside the 30 to about the 28-yard line. A gain of seven more, unofficially 185 yards for him in the football game. Six man today, Cody Kilger, shutout SEM, Arthur County over Hartland Lutheran, McCool Junction beat Crawford, Eustace Farnham by Red Cloud, 34-33. McPherson County, Stapleton leading Maywood Hayes Center in the fourth, 36-20. Sioux County beat Sterling Creek Valley over Wilcox, Hildreth, 58-34. Second out and three here. The clock runs down to 240. Brown takes the snap, just going to keep it himself. Houston comes out, sets a block for him around the left edge, gets the first down inside the 25. He'll get to about the 22-yard line. And this is always a rough way to kind of see it. Uh, You can't stop them. They just keep running over you. Going to be a gain of five on a play. And Cardi has elected not to use their timeouts yet. We'll see if they do here after this first down play as the clock runs down to 2.20. Again, if somehow that ball ends up on the turf, you would at least have a prayer, but doesn't look like that's what's going to happen here as Elkhorn South is going to chew up the final seven minutes on this drive. Full house backfield again. Carney Campbells, they hand it to Eustead left side, and he will be brought down at the line of scrimmage by Alex Hunt. No gain on the play. And Carney is not going to call a timeout. So Carney High and Carney Catholic going to go home tonight. Hastings and Adams Central were winners. And it looks like Grand Island Senior High and Northwest are also going to get the job done tonight, both leading by more than 20 late in the third quarter over there in Grand Island. Second and 10 south, 90 seconds to go. Not in the victory formation yet. Brown, though, just kind of running around. He's not looking to score. He just just doesn't want to get hit too hard, and he'll fall down at the 20-yard line. Gain of three. And if Carney doesn't stop the clock, Elkhorn South will have to run maybe two more plays. Third down and seven. Johnson in on the tackle. They're starting to celebrate on the Elkhorn South sidelines. Carney High has had a lot of success at home over the Metro teams, but it's not going to happen today. And, I mean, you just look back at what these guys have done at Elkhorn South the last five years. It's been very impressive, and especially in the playoffs. They'll take the snap, hand it to Houston, runs into the middle of the line, falls down for no gain. And that will be, or should be, as they blow the play dead. I guess Carney thinks that they came out of there with the football. Let's wait and see. 35 seconds to go. And Carney apparently has the football. Yes, they do. So the Bearcats come off the bottom of the pile with the football. I'm trying to see which one of the linemen. I think it's Van Winkle that came off the bottom of the pile. No, it's Josh Warner. Warner with the fumble recovery for Carney, but unfortunately probably going to be a little too late here with only 35 seconds to go in the game. And the ball is at the Kearney 21-yard line. We've seen some wacky stuff. If Kearney just needed one score, I'd still give you a chance here. But 
Let's see what they do. Final few plays for this senior class. Murray back onto a three-man rush. Slant to Stroh. Stroh completed the 30, trying to get upfield to the 35. Has the first down to the 40. And out to the 41-yard line, a gain of 20 on the play. And Carney hustles up to the line of scrimmage with 26 seconds to go. Waiting for the chains to get set. And they blow the play ready to go. Murray takes the snap. He'll come out to the sideline to Stroh. Stroh's just got to run out of bounds here after a very short gain to about the 43 or 44, stopping the clock with 19 seconds to go, only a gain of three. The new Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show is coming up next here on Power 99. Final stats and a wrap on this Carney Bearcats season. Grand Island ranked number six, or seven, excuse me, Millard West, number one, Elkhorn South, number nine, the three losses to top ten teams who will all advance to the state quarterfinals. Murray, back to pass. On second down, down the sideline, there's nobody there, and it's going to be picked off. His Kearney receivers did not run to the football, and it will be intercepted by Caden Ballard. And now all that Elkhorn South has to do is take an E with 12 seconds to go on the fourth interception of the ball game here. Again, about three of those really weren't Murray's fault. He did throw one right into their hands in the first half, but a couple were batted up. That one, his receivers didn't really help him out too much. They knew what was coming. The ball is at the Elkhorn South 28-yard line. So as always, big thanks to Brandon Cool and his entire coaching crew here for their hospitality, working with us throughout the year. 12 seconds to go. Elkhorn South in the victory formation. They do it out of the pistol. But we'll take the knee, and that will wind things down. Elkhorn South, their first ever meeting in football with Carney High, able to come to Foster Field, and despite scoring only three points in the second half, that's all we had. This was 20-7 to at halftime. The final score, Elkhorn South 23, and the Carney Bearcats 7. The Rivals and Red Scoreboard show will be coming your way here in just a little bit. But when we return, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show here on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Ryan Redinger would like to wish all of the Kearney area athletes good luck in their competition this week. As the owner of O'Brien Stratman Redinger Funeral Home, Ryan knows that everyone's game of life comes to an end someday, and he wants you to know that he and his staff are here to create healing moments for you and your loved ones. The staff at O'Brien Stratman Redinger Funeral Home knows a loving event celebrates the choices they made, the relationship you shared, and honors their memory. Give them a call today at 308-234-3500. Select Sprayers and Equipment in Kearney proudly supports this sports broadcast and all the student-athletes. With over 30 years' experience in the ag chemical fertilizer spraying industry, Select Sprayers specializes in sprayer sales and service year-round. Our equipment is field-ready and winterized with RV antifree, offering financing and startup training with every sprayer we sell. Call Select Sprayers at 308-338-8006 to get your sprayer equipment in for service and winterizing. Select Sprayers, 4319 Imperial Avenue, Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, 
SeaTech Restoration is here to get it right. SeaTech Restoration provides some of the most innovative and specialized personal property care in the industry, substantially reducing replacement costs. Each member of the SeaTech team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTech is also your home for custom flooring, hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. SeaTech Restoration Incarnate proudly supports all area athletes. The Big Rack Shack is a one-stop shop for all your storage needs. Stop by their 15,000-square-foot showroom at 3210 Antelope Avenue in Kearney. From heavy-duty pallet racks to lightweight garage shelving, they have a wide variety of industrial-quality shelving that will last a lifetime. With the Midwest's largest selection of heavy-duty steel storage cabinets, workbenches, carts, vices, and more, you can find them on the web at BigRackShack.com or give them a call at 308-234-4464. And welcome back, everyone, to Foster Field. I want to say a thanks to Athletic Director Ryan Hogue and to all of you who have listened to uh, high school sports for the Kearney Bearcats throughout this fall sports season, covering everything from uh, football to volleyball to cross country and uh, keeping you up to date on everything else that's going on with Kearney High. Always that tough one, the final meeting on the field of the year is what Coach Cool is having with his team uh, right here. Uh, that hasn't happened in a while uh, for Kearney High. Last year it happened in Omaha or down at Bellevue. Two years ago they went to the state finals. So this is the first time in a while that it's happened here uh, for Carney High. But a, a solid season. I think about the season many people thought that they would get out of this one. Yeah, they could have beaten uh, Grand Island, but it didn't happen. And Islanders went on to have a great season as well. This is the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship family uh, physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Give you a couple of other scores and then a full recap coming up on our Rivals and Red scoreboard show. A lot of games have went final. Grand Island over Lincoln Southeast, 35-14. to 14. Northwest continues to lead Lexington in the fourth quarter, 27-3. to 3. Hastings has beaten McCook, 42-7. to 7. Adams Central over Valentine, 64 to nothing. Also, Kearney Catholic fell to Wayne 28-21. Ashland Greenwood beat Cozad 53-14. Ord leading Gothenburg now 26-20 in the fourth quarter. Aurora leading Ogallala in the fourth, 25-13. Also today, Donovan Trumbull leading Centennial 22-14 in the fourth. That's wrapping up right now on the breeze, 94.5. St. Paul 22-0 over Centura in the fourth. And Sutton beat Utan 46 to seven. Let's go ahead now and take a look at the final unofficial numbers that I had, starting with the winners tonight. Elkhorn South, they just ran the football. Eli Hustad, 24 carries, 187 yards and a touchdown. Blaze Doxson, four carries, eight yards. Ben Warren, five carries, 74 yards and a touchdown. And Elliot Brown, 18 carries, 122 yards and a touchdown. I had Elkhorn South for 51 rushing attempts, 389 yards in the football game. Through the air, they didn't ask much of Brown. Again, here's a kid that has thrown for nearly 1,200 yards. He was 2 of 2 in the second half for 39 yards. So for the game, 4 of 6, 1 interception, and 50 yards through the air, 389 on the ground, 439 total approximately 18 first downs for Elkhorn South. And after they stopped committing penalties, they 
didn't score, but things looked a little more smooth. They had nine penalties in the football game for 80 yards. Only two of those were in the second half. Three punts for an average of 33 yards and the two turnovers, including the fumble in the final 30 seconds of the ball game. We'll come back and look at the final numbers for the Carney Bearcats in this season finale right after this on the New West postgame show. As times have changed, so have our customers' needs. Gary Michaels Clothiers and Hastings meets these needs with the largest selection of fine menswear between Lincoln and Denver. Our mission is to provide our customers with a complete selection of quality, tailored clothing, accessories, sportswear, and to deliver an uncompromising level of service. And for the ladies, Gary Michaels carries Brighton jewelry, handbags, and footwear. For casual to professional menswear, shop Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks in Kearney. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Our state football playoff coverage brought to you in part by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. We take a look now at the final unofficial numbers I had for the Carney Bearcats in his final game. As a Carney Bearcat, he sure woke up the state his sophomore year, didn't get much last year out of the injuries, and went over 1,200 yards rushing here, had another 100-yard rushing tonight. Miko Maisner, wishing him and all these seniors the best as they move on. Maisner, 15 carries, 111 yards. Alex Kemp, three carries for 10 yards. Gabe Gilsdorf came in, had the one carry for a two-yard touchdown. And Colin Murray, nine carries, 27 yards, only sacked once in the football game. 28 rushes, 150 yards today for Carney. Through the air in the first half, Murray was 7 of 15 with three picks and 71 yards. In the second half, 2 of 7, one pick for 23 yards, 9 of 22, four interceptions, 94 yards through the air, 150 on the ground, 244 yards of total offense for Carney. That is 13 first downs. They punted the ball. Sestro did well tonight with four punts for an average of 40 yards. Had all those uh, interceptions with the four turnovers, five penalties in the football game for 40 yards. But you take a look, Carney ran 50 offensive plays, and on the other side, uh, you saw 57 offensive plays from Elkhorn South. But all the big hitters that they had in the first half, 20 and 30, and then a 52-yard run, 287 yards rushing in the first half, only 102 in the second half. They had 298 at halftime. So, as we said, there was only three total points scored. Elkhorn South chewed up six and a half minutes on the opening drive of the third quarter and had to settle for the 37-yard field goal. That was made by Brian Cross. Carney made some moves. They were in the territory quite often and just didn't get it uh, into the end zone. And uh, kind of you look around the field and an interesting sight going on right now. Miko Maisner is standing all by himself at midfield right there on the loper, just kind of soaking it all in in what he knows is his final game here. And sometimes the kids just don't get an opportunity to do that. Uh, they everybody wants to talk to them. Uh, you want to talk to your buddies and your classmates, but uh, Miko going over and doing that. And uh, again, congratulations to the Bearcats on a fine, fine season. 
Our scoring wrap is brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Kearney High received the opening kickoff but went three and out. And then Houston uh, came away with an interception on third down, we should say. Carney took a shot down the field. The ball bounced off Seth Stroh and the defender. And Houston, laying on the ground, picked the ball off. But as we said at the time, the wind was blowing pretty good. And that was just as good as a punt would have been. They took over at the 44-yard line, went 56 yards and 33 yards from Elliott Brown. The touchdown, Cross made the kick, 7 to nothing at 9.27. Carney High went to... Uh, a little bit farther down the field, got a couple of first downs on that next drive, ended up punting it to the 13, but Elkhorn South went 87 yards on the drive. A couple of nice runs from Elliott Brown, but it was Ben Warren who broke it off for 45 yards with 2.42 to go in the first quarter, 14 to nothing, Elkhorn South. Then things settled down quite a bit. Carney High was able to get things going late in the se- excuse me late in the second quarter. Will Richter comes up with a big kick return, a punt return down to the 29-yard line, and Gabe Gilsdorf takes it in from two yards out. You get the uh, extra point kick from James Dakin, 2:50 to go, and Carney High for all the damage that had been done in the first quarter was down 14 to seven. Looked like they were back in it. But that's when Eli Husted had his biggest run of the night. He broke off a 52-yarder, took it down to the 20-yard line, and they completed an 80-yard drive when Husted took it in from two yards out. They were not able to convert the extra point. 56 seconds to go, 20-7. to But the last minute kind of took forever. Carney threw two interceptions, and Elkhorn South threw one in between as the Bearcats were trying to at least get in field goal range. Feldhacker and... Uh, had the first interception. Winterstein had the second for Elkhorn South. In between, Carney got the pick from Jackson Miller, but no points were scored during that. It took us to half at 20-7, to and the only points of the second half was the 37-yard field goal from Cross. He missed the 32-yarder, but they were called for delay a game, backed up from five, and nailed it. That was at the 5.30 mark in the third quarter. Carney would move into Elkhorn South territory each time they had the ball the rest of the way but would not ever get in the end zone. And the final score, 23-7, to Elkhorn South. Our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent. We'll wrap it up from Foster Field after this final timeout. Welcome to Freddy's. What can we get started for you? I haven't had a carb in three weeks, and if I have one more sip of a kale smoothie, I need a Freddy's Original Double with Cheese, Fries, and a Turtle Sundae. Please. We understand. If you're going to be bad, it better be good. And no one satisfies your cravings better than Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. The experience that puts a smile on your face and the taste that brings you back. For a limited time, try Freddy's Blue Cheese Bacon Steak Burger. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, 1010 3rd Avenue, Kearney. Anywhere fall activities take you, Friesen Ford has you covered. With a great selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, right on our lot. Friesen Ford has a selection to make it anywhere your fall activities take you. From marching band practices to high school football and volleyball games, their friendly sales team will work with you to find a car that fits your needs. And easy financing options are available. See the selection today at Friesen Ford, just off I-80 in Aurora, or online at FriesenFord.com for sales, service, parts. Trust your friendly Friesen Nebraska Volleyball beats Rutgers 25-10-10-20. UNK Volleyball beats number 14 Northwest Missouri State in four sets. They'll host number 9 Central Missouri tomorrow at 5. Tomorrow night, the 8th-ranked Huskers host number 7 Penn State at 7.30. That game is on the Big Ten Network. And, of course, the Huskers tomorrow on Fox at 11.00. 
Pre-game at 6 on the breeze, 94.5. UNK welcomes in undefeated. And 11th-ranked Central Missouri at noon. Hastings College is home against Dort, and that will get underway at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Hastings also has volleyball tomorrow. Soccer teams are on the road. And uh, tomorrow, district volleyball. Here on Power 99, Kearney Catholic against Broken Bow at Cozad. And also at 4 o'clock, Pleasanton will play Sutherland and Gothenburg on ESPN 1460. Our football, we're back with you on Wednesday. Here on Power 99, Arcadia Loop City will host Sutherland in Arcadia at 5. Elm Creek will host Burwell at 5 on ESPN 1460. And uh, Pleasanton will be at Kennesaw at 6 on the breeze, 94.5. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. Schedule your appointment today. Again, thanks to the Kearney High and Kearney Catholic coaches. Both teams go down here today in the opening round of the state playoffs. Final score, Elkhorn South 23, Kearney 7. The Rivals and Red Scoreboard Show coming up next on Power 99. I'm Doug Duda. Thanks for joining us, and have a great weekend. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio Classic Hits Power 99 Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.